Better luck tomorrow. I mean, I think we'll be better tomorrow. I think the show will be better uh, tomorrow. Why? What happened today? Well, this segment was terrible. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> thanks. Take, thanks to... Uh, it was what downhill after the World War II joke? No, no, yeah. There's no rescuing it at that point. I mean, it started out as... Thank God this uh, segment is done, Kirk. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It is 6 o'clock at DVE. Here is the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont. Appliance rain possible near 60 for the high today. Rain in 40s overnight tonight. It is 43 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Another shocking revelation in the Parkland, Florida school shooting. The school resource officer on the scene of that shooting last week is off the force. Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel said school resource officer Scott Peterson took position but never went in as the massacre unraveled. Israel said Peterson was definitely in uniform and was armed during the shooting that left 17 people dead. He also said Peterson decide, uh, decided to retire yesterday after he was suspended. Israel said two deputies have been restricted as an internal investigation begins to determine if they could have done something to prevent that shooting. The Pennsylvania Department of Health has given the okay for AgriMed Industries to grow medical marijuana in Cumberland Township, Greene County. The 61-acre site on the 200 block of Thomas Road is expected to be operating by year's end. The company says they will invest about $25 million to develop the operation and employ between 25 and 100 employees in the first five years. AgriMed grows medical marijuana in other states where it is legal. Well, the emphasis is on exercise this year as American Heart Month wraps up. Dr. David Goff is the director of the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute. He says heart disease doesn't need to be the leading cause of death in the U.S. Heart disease accounts for one in every four deaths in the U.S. every year. He says heart-healthy exercise should include at least 150 minutes a week of things like brisk walking or dancing, broken up into 30-minute sessions. If uh, needed, uh, heart-healthy diet should be high on greens and light on cholesterol, salt, and certain fats. And a new study says eating better food is better to lose weight than counting calories, which kind of are indirectly counting calories, I think, if you're eating better food. But researchers at Stanford say paying attention to the quality of food is more effective than carefully counting those calories. Researchers say whole unprocessed foods are naturally just more filling and satisfying, and that helps avoid overeating. You got to eat more vegetables. You have to drink more water. It's sensible stuff. There's no new diet that's going to come out where you can eat cupcakes at midnight. <laughs> that's, that, that doesn't exist. Trust me, I'd have found it by now. A man in India is setting a Guinness World Record for chugging a bottle of ketchup. I, had anybody done that before? Uh, apparently so, because he broke the record. <laughs> Dinesh uh, Shivnath Upadhyaya of Mumbai now has another title to his name after chugging a bottle of ketchup in under 30 seconds. Oh, my God. He used a glass bottle and a drinking straw. That's the amazing part. Like, he didn't, you know, right. lift it up and guzzle it. It was a, a straw. He finished off 14 ounces of ketchup <laughs> oh in 25.37 seconds. Uh, he has, Ooh. this guy has set records before. His accomplishments include fitting 88 grapes in his mouth <laughs> and at the same time so eating. So the guy fit, fit 88 grapes in his mouth and sucked ketchup out of a ketchup bottle? 
Well, not That's at not the same it. time. This this one was 88 grapes in his mouth and at the same time eating 9.5 ounces of peanut butter in 60 seconds. So it was like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in his mouth, I guess. He's like the Indian Kobayashi. He's also known for having the fastest time to peel and eat a grapefruit and most oranges peeled and eaten in three minutes. I mean, it's... I didn't know these they, these were records that were out there to be broken. Yeah, there's a lot of weird ones out there. The sucking the ketchup out of a bottle is like a separate talent, though. That's you got you spend a lot of time figuring out how to do that. <laughs> I've right. never even taken half of a spoonful of ketchup at once. Oh, I have. See, Bill. Oh, I remember this. This is gross. Is this the squirting of the ketchup? Yeah, it's in just. Your mouth? Yeah, but I mean, it's just practical. When you're driving and you want to eat French fries, you can't get ketchup all over the place. So you tear off, <laughs> you bite onto the ketchup packet, pull it back, and then squirt it into your mouth there, and you get the big pool oh. of ketchup in your mouth while you're driving. And then that, that's just gross. You just kind of use it. Like a ketchup uh, pond. Necessity is the mother of invention. No, the, the pond has to be in a third location between your mouth and the fries. Do you do... A, then if you dip it in your mouth, then it's... You got to just stuff your face with fries. The grossest part of that is taking a ketchup packet and putting it in your mouth, basically. Because yeah, that's gross. I don't do it anymore. I'm just saying I have done it. <laughs> I've grown up. I suck it out of a bottle now. Right. <laughs> A California man really put the jack in Jack in the Box by openly <laughs> pleasuring himself in one of their restaurants. Jacking in the box. Witnesses trying to enjoy their burgers at the Oxnard area fast food joint called police when Aaron Edward Carter decided to walk into the lobby with his pants and his underwear around his ankles, enjoying his own company. The 49-year-old then entered the main dining room and approached three female employees at the counter yelling, Come on, baby! <laughs> <laughs> when officers arrived to question Carter, they pulled up his pants and just happened to find a glass pipe with meth residue in his pocket. Meth makes you do funny things. Well, whenever you that guy gets out of jail, he should probably check misconnections because I'm sure there was a couple ladies in there that were like, <laughs> woman for man, I was in jack-in-the-box. You had your pants around your ankles. We made really uncomfortable eye contact. I don't know why I just thought that that dude was in the drive-thru. Tell me what you were jerking. <laughs> <laughs> a second wave of Academy Award presenters are being announced. The most recent list of actors and actresses who will be handing out the Oscars are Gal Gadot, Mark Hamill, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Gina Rodriguez, and Zendaya. Producers for the award show describe the presenters as artists who represent some of the most beloved movies of our generation. Hamill, most known, of course, for playing Luke Skywalker and uh, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. Uh, the 90th, 90th Annual Academy Awards will be held March 4th at the Dolby Theater in Hollywood. Jimmy Kimmel hosting, and it will air on ABC. Motley Crue and Alice Cooper are the latest rockers to be immortalized as figurines uh, by Funko. The new dolls are due out in May, and all four members of the crew will get their own figures, which look like they're based on the Shout of the Devil era. Uh, there are two different Alice Cooper figures, one in a white top hat and tails, the other with him in a straight jacket. The last one will be exclusively sold at Hot Topic stores. The crew and Alice Cooper join the likes of Kiss, The Beatles, Guns N' Roses, Metallica, and Jimi Hendrix with their own Funko figures. You know them Funko figures? You know what those are? No. Yeah. They're like the 
square head tiny dolls. You've like, seen them. They're like rectangular looking heads. You've okay. definitely seen them. Yeah. They're weird. Everybody caught on. For some reason, my brother thought I'd like them. He sent me a few of them, and I was like, cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate those dolls. <laughs> Which ones you get? Ariel, Cinderella? He sent me. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. He sent me Ferris Bueller and Cameron. Oh, awesome. Right. Awesome. You know. For like your office or your desk or something? Awesome figures, like in movie history, but like, I'm a. I can't have dolls. <laughs> You're a grown no, man. Not. I'm a grown ass man. They're not dolls. They're dolls. They're figurines. That's what adults call dolls, so they can have dolls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Byrne has like the most ridiculous collection of toys I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. He has like 90 figurines Superman, Aquaman, Batman. S- still in the packaging? No. Okay. So no, out and like on a sh- like on a display shelf. Out and proud. Yeah. Yeah, that's, he has no shame. That's Steve Byrne. He plays with dolls. I think And if, every time I'm over there I'm like, nah, I'd like to play with those. I think if you have like a man cave or like an office, you could do that. If you put it up in your living room, maybe not. I'm <laughs> not sure, but why don't I could you be wrong. think, you know, I know Kiss <laughs> did them and you know, has those Funkos coming out and whatever, but like why didn't rock and roll dolls ever take off? Like, why isn't there Ozzy Osbourne dolls oh, from the seventies? Sh- I'm sure there are. Yeah, there has to be. Why aren't there AC DC dolls? We'd Google that. I had my one of my favorite like figurines was I had all these wrestlers that were like this. It was like this rubber material, and you had like one ring, kinda. Yeah, and they were pr- they were pretty big though. They were like twenty inches. How tall. Mm-hmm. And I had like Big John Stud and no. Junkyard Dog and all these g- great wrestlers. McFarland Toys put out an Aussie doll. There's a lot of Aussie what dolls, year? actually. Um, do, 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 do. Like what well, era Aussie? Images. Uh, like 80s and 90s, probably. Is it like the Bark at the Moon Aussie? No. It's I was him, like that Aussie. It's him wearing a black, looks like he's a, in a priest outfit. Oh, yeah. That, that scared me. The Blizzard of Oz. It's the Osborne's Aussie. Yeah. He, it's him trying to open a French bread pizza. There is a box. There's <laughs> <laughs> And walk the dog. Um, <laughs> it is the Osborne family on the box. It's awesome. All right. So yeah. I want it more. Like- but you ever been to like, you ever been to, there's a store in Shadyside called like Cards Unlimited or something where they have. Oh, Walnut Street? Yeah, yeah. They have like figurines where, where they'll have those Funkos, but it'll be like. Shakespeare and just really off the map kind of figures yeah. from history. Okay, now this I want. What? ACDC nesting dolls. There you go. This is cool. Then get it. Let's get let's get it for Val. Val, I'm gonna buy you that for Aussie Day. And I mean <laughs> Aussie like Aussie, like Australian, because ACDC is Australian. <laughs> Uh, finally, comedian and New Jersey native Artie Lang is hospitalized with complications due to diabetes. His attorney says Lang's sentencing on drug charges today will have to be rescheduled. Uh, he was arrested last May on drug charges and pleaded guilty to having 81 decks of heroin in his possession. Yeah. That seems like a lot. That's I a lot. Know. I have no yeah. idea. It's a lot. I mean, I don't know what a deck is, but. It's uh, several stamp bags. Wow. Uh, He served time at the Essex County Jail before entering rehab. Then in December, he was arrested again after missing another court date stemming from his original drug arrest. 
No word from the prosecutor's office when that sentencing will be rescheduled. Man, I've, I just, my heart wrenches for Artie, man. He, I don't, I don't know. Guy. I just watched the uh, the episode of Crashing with yeah. him, and it's pretty much uh, just a true to life episode where he deals with his addiction, and it is it's brutal. It is, yeah. Uh, the HBO show Crashing, which is basically Pete Holmes chronicling his coming up through the through the comedy ranks, and uh, Artie plays himself as someone who's like a mentor to Pete, and uh, they address his addiction in the last episode, and. Uh, Get the feeling it's just kind of scraping the the surface, surface there with how bad it is. Oh yeah, for sure. Forecast today: rain possible, temperatures close to sixty. More rain in forties overnight tonight. It's forty three at DVE. Ozzy gets his gun. And now, Mastian's Theater with Billy Gardell, Joey O'Connell, and Kinesi the Cop. <laughs> this is from Few, Few Good Jags. Yins want answers. I ain't trying to be nabby, but I think I'm entitled to them. Yins want answers? I want the truth. Yins can't handle the truth. Come look, we live in a town that has tunnels. And those tunnels have to be guarded by men in orange vests getting paid time and a half. Now who's going to do it? You? You, Peduto? I have a greater responsibility than Yins can possibly fathom. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to Yins, saves time. You don't want the truth. How's come? Because deep down, in places Yins don't talk about in Shadyside, Yins want me in that tunnel. Yins need me in that tunnel. We use words like gum band, jagger bush. <laughs> we use these words as a backbone to a life spent defending something. Yins use them as a punchline. I ain't got no time to explain myself to a jagoff who rises and sleeps under a terrible towel of freedom I provide, then questions the manner in which I provide it. Now, I'd rather you put on your rubbers and jump down the mall. <laughs> Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a stop sign and stand post next to an orange barrel. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think. Yins are entitled to. Did you order the Fort Pitt tunnel closed after the bucko game? I did the job Yins sent me to do. Did you order the code red up? You're goddamn right I did, you stupid jagoff. This has been Master Yins Theater with Billy Gardell and the Swiss Rail Company players on DVE. Jet. From the Jet family. Who's she touring with this summer? The Blackhearts. But is it Steve Miller? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Actually, Miller Steve Miller's coming to uh, Key Bank uh, Pavilion. Yes. Out there in uh, Town. It's Town. Man, that was an annual show for years. Steve Miller Band? That's still the one that everybody talks about. That was the biggest crowd they ever had there. Think about it. When I was in high school, Lou, those many years ago... Steve Miller's greatest hits was the wallpaper. Yep. Everywhere you went. It was just on in the background of every party. Sticks. She's touring with sticks. Oh my God. She's gonna beat up Dennis DeYoung. Oh no, he's not in the band anymore. I like Joan Jett. I think she's a badass. Actually. I wish she wouldn't have had plastic. Oh, surgery. she's awesome. Yeah. Do you remember the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? It was like, oh, what'd you do? Yeah. Tough for, <laughs> tough for the ladies out there, especially when you're an L.A. chick like she is.
The problem but you're is, rock is that, and roll, man. I know. The problem is, is that you just don't know how much is too much until it's too late. <laughs> until it's too much. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, probably shouldn't have had that nipped and tucked. I watched. Um, I saw Black Panther last night. Yeah, how was that? It was great. And no spoilers, dude. Angela Bassett, is it? Yeah, Angela Bassett. She plays like the queen or whatever. And the only problem with it is. She's supposed to be like this old woman, you know? Mm-hmm. She looks as young as like Lapita Nyong'o and all those other girls. I don't think she's aged since she became famous. There's no. not a wrinkle on her face. It, her face is perfect. That movie She's never needed to get her groove back. That movie she's always had, had it. it. It has the most beautiful people of any movie, I think, you know, outside of movies literally about the fashion industry or something like that. Like everybody in it is perfect. Except, you know, Forrest Whitaker, not so much. You know, <laughs> he's got an eye in his cheek. and He's <laughs> right. a, little, a little overweight, but that's that's his role. But He's but, quietly been in everything. From Fast Times on. Fast Times at Ridgemont High to Black Panther. Wait, what was he in Fast Times at Ridgemont? Dude, he's Jefferson. Oh, my God. I just don't think of him when I think of that movie. My dad's got an awesome set of tools. I can fix it. That's his car they wreck. Like he's in Rogue One. He's in everything. Just yeah. randomly. Uh Bubba Hotep. He's in everything. Uh up next, Mike Pursuta has your sports. Penn's back at it against the Canes tonight. One of the guys they were hoping to get potentially, at least there was rumor that they might have been uh, circling around Michael Grabner from the Rangers. He goes to the hated devils. So they lose that on him. Will Jim Rutherford be acting quickly? Well, they're back on the ice tonight. Mike with a preview of that coming up. DVE Sports. All right, Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. And we lost Grabner. Yeah, a couple of trades to talk about this morning. But believe it or not, the the one we're going to lead with is the one made by the Pirates yesterday. It's a pirate trade in reverse. (laughs) They picked up an all-star and got rid of a prospect. And they also dumped a guy who stunk. The uh, particulars... Bucks get outfielder Corey Dickerson from Tampa Bay. So now, He's actually good. Well, <laughs> he was Ameri- he was an American League All-Star last season. Hit 27 home runs, drove in 62 runs, hit 24 home runs the year before. In five big league seasons, he's got 90 home runs, 256 RBI, and a career 280 average. And oh, by the way, the Pirates didn't have a left fielder. So they got that solved, and it looks like they got a pretty good guy to solve it. They get rid of Daniel Hudson, who was 2-7 and seven for the Pirates last year and had a 4.38 ERA. I was surprised when I double-checked he only gave up seven home runs. I thought the number would have been 77 because <laughs> he was just – he was supposed to be a late-inning, high-leverage reliever, mm-hmm. and he ended up being so bad that they were rolling the dice when they put him in in the fifth inning at the end of the year. Uh, maybe the Rays think they can fix Daniel Hudson the way the Pirates used to think they can fix so many pitchers who can't get it done. But uh, the Bucks uh, send Hudson to Tampa for Dickerson, and included in the deal is Tristan Gray, a, a minor league prospect. And when I say prospect, he played in uh, short season Class A last year. So Tristan Gray, a long way from the big leagues, but he sounds a lot like the kind of guy the Pirates used to acquire to make these trades look more palpable. Uh, 
I tried to pick this one apart for a long time yesterday, and I could not. This seems like a really good baseball move. No, this had uh, Pittsburgh Twitter confounded. Uh, I'm I'm with Pittsburgh Twitter. Uh, Neil Huntington did a conference call yesterday, and one of the points he emphasized was that, hey, Tristan Gray's a really good prospect, but the Pirates traded the prospect to get better now. To go, I don't want to, to, to go unnoticed. I mean, Tristan Gray is a guy that our development people like a lot. Um, and Tampa did a very nice job of identifying him and, and uh, uh, making sure that he was a part of the deal. We worked hard uh, to get Tristan out of the deal, and, and Tampa uh, just wouldn't let us. And, and um, so we've given up a quality young player, a quality major league reliever, uh, but in return we feel like we've acquired a quality uh, left-handed hitting power outfielder. Neil, Mike Pursuta from DVE. Do you feel like a move such as this is a step toward getting some credibility back with the fan base? Uh, the move for us was, was uh, to add quality to our major league club. Um, we felt like it, it made all the sense in the world for us. Um, we feel like it's made us a better club, a deeper club. Um, that's our focus. Uh, our belief is that as we win games and as we play the game the right way, uh, that will draw our fans back out because they want to cheer a winner, and, and we work uh, very hard and, and every day to, to bring them another winner and, and to get deeper in the postseason than we were able to the first three times we got there. Somebody audibly laugh at him at the end of that? Uh, there was a lot of – those conference calls, there's usually a lot of noise. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know that that was what was going on. Yeah, hey, if that's, if that's what they're selling, this helps sell it. I'm not saying you should buy it, but – they're better with this guy, and they're better without Daniel Hudson. So they're better twice than they were Monday or <laughs> Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, which, uh, you know, that's not a high bar. Right. But they, they needed a left fielder. They did not have a guy to play left field. They had a bunch of guys that they, they were going to platoon you know, it. I really feel like the, uh, somehow the uh, the league stepped in and worked a deal behind the scenes. <laughs> Well, that that was how convinced I was that they were incapable of even pulling off a rudimentary upgrade trade. Believe it or not, uh, one, one of the tweets I saw about this that made the most sense was from our buddy Dan Stocker of the Bastard Bearded Irishman. And I, I can't remember it word for word, but to paraphrase it, he said, hey, they're not completely tone deaf. They were throwing the fan base a bone. You know, they've heard the outrage and they want to quiet everybody down for a while. And I think this trade will have that effect as well. Rarely am I this speechless. But this is not what I expected them to do. Now, financially, it's about a wash. Yeah. Uh, so, Because they dumped some salary. It's not like they went out and spent money. But this guy's a player. And, I, again, I can't emphasize how profoundly disappointed I was in Daniel Hudson last year. In terms of a guy they were counting on. He's one of the main reasons they stunk last year. And they're able to get rid of him and, and get a position player, you know, Everyday guy. Not necessarily Dickerson, but an everyday outfielder that they really needed. And a guy with some pop. And oh, by the way, he's left-handed, and he might hit more home runs in PNC Park because of the short porch. It might be a better fit for him than Tampa power-wise. World Series. Here we come. Seems like it's a lock at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the other trade was one uh, not made by the Penguins, but the New Jersey Devils. They're the team that got their hands on Rangers wing- winger Michael Grabner. 
New Jersey gives up defense prospect Igor Rykov and a second-round pick. It's a short commute for Grabner. Yeah, lucky for him. He doesn't have to move, at least not yet. He's a free agent to be. Uh, the trade deadline in the NHL is Monday at 3 p.m. Uh, the pertinent stuff last night from the Metropolitan Division. Uh, Toronto beat the Islanders 4-3 in a shootout. The Flyers beat the Blue Jackets 2-1. Florida came back with 2-3 in the third and beat the Caps 3-2. The Devils lost to Minnesota 4-2. And Montreal beat the Grabnerless New York Rangers 3-1. So at the top of the Metropolitan Division, everybody has now played 61 games. It's the Caps with 75 points, the Pens with 74, and the Flyers with 74. Pittsburgh is at Carolina tonight and at Florida tight tomorrow, tomorrow night. 7.30 tonight, 7 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, college Hoops last night, Robert Morris loses at Mount St. Mary 72-53. to Colonials fall to 15-15 and overall, 9-8 and in the Northeast Conference. Saturday, uh, number one, Virginia is at Pitt at 4 p.m. Duquesne hosts Davidson at noon. Number 21, West Virginia hosts Iowa State at 6. Robert Morris is at St. Francis of Pennsylvania at 7. And on Sunday, uh, Penn State is at Nebraska. Pirates got a real player. Lo and behold. Let's see how long it takes till that guy starts trashing the clubhouse. This Just place when sucks. I think you couldn't get any dumber, you go and do something like this. Look, again, I don't think, you know, the, the issue is not that they, you know, Andrew McCutcheon was going to lead them to a World Series or Garrett Cole was. It's just this is emblematic of what they do once a player gets to a certain. I think that, you know, McCutcheon was right at the precipice heading down the other side of his career. Yes. Okay. Um, that doesn't mean he isn't good. No, but it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be him. You have to replace that production. I don't want to. I don't want to get rid of that and all the salary. Mm-hmm. And it's oh well, look, three or four years from now, this guy, this guy, and this guy are going to be players. This guy, Dickerson, is Andrew McCutcheon right now, and and he's younger. And he might be on the upswing again with that right field thing and him being left handed. He might hit a bunch of home runs. He he's you could. Uh, it's probably even money. He has a better year than McCutcheon this year. Now, what you haven't done is replaced Cole's major league innings with the with the guy who's done it in the major leagues. And you know, a couple couple years ago, Garrett Cole was the top five Cy Young guy. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if he's ever going to be that again, but he might. So, what they haven't done is gone out and gotten a real pitcher to replace. It, it, it's never been about McCutcheon and Cole to me as much as it has been about value and and established replacements moves that were also being seen to be financial, not, you know, as the primary. I mean, I think Garrett Cole could go either way. I really do. I, yeah, he might be great. The guys, you know, we we made his baseball team worth $1.4 billion. He could spend a little money on it. Yes. And at least better purport the illusion that they're trying. And And, And I don't think, I think Huntington's trying. I think Clint Hurdle's trying. Me too. Yeah, they're I, hamstrung. No, this I, is Bob Nutting. Yeah, it's all Bob Nutting. All the uh, all the criticism goes right to Bob Nutting, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I hope everybody is focused that way. Inexcusable that they signed no free agents. Yeah, none, none, none. You know who does that? People who don't want to spend yeah. money, Mike. And there was a lot of pitchers out there. I mean, none. They, they cost a lot of money. They still haven't but, signed a free agent. They're the only team in the majors. 
Val's got news coming up top of the hour. What do you got there, Valerie? Weed might be good for you. What? We'll talk about that coming up. Rain possible near 60 today. It's 43 at DVE. Oh. Hey, fellas. You sick of trying to avoid potholes big enough for John Fetterman to take a bat then? Then call us. I'm Tib Kabaki. And I'm his brother, Charles. But you might know butter as... The Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pothole Kings. Kings. Face it. Bill Podato's too busy doing a pepper grinder on Jeff Bezos. To attend to your pothole filling needs. But with the Pittsburgh Pothole Kings. You won't feel like you're driving on the moon. Even if you're in moon. That's a good one. Due to a surplus and leftovers from the Pittsburgh Super Bowl Kings promotion. Geez, who'd have thunk nobody wanted party food for Tom Brady versus Flyer fans? Oh yeah, me. Hey. Steve Jobs didn't invent the Apple IIe by not trying to build it. Yeah, you're just like Steve Jobs. Irregardless. We got a storage bin full of leftover Super Bowl party foods. And you're really starting to stink up our warehouse. You think bean dip will be safe outside in the month of February? FFS. But nah, our inventory overrun translates into smooth roads for you. 25 different dips, cheeses, pretzels, lady Doritos, and more are ready to use as a temporary and biodegradable delicious pothole patch. Forget tweeting at 311 called a Pittsburgh Pothole King. For low, low price of $29.99, our asphalt patch specialist, Cousin Dennis, will promptly arrive at the pothole location of your choosing. That stubborn two-footer just past your driveway. Boom. Pumpernickel loaf pothole patch. Fun fact, and pumpernickel loaves are good to use as a donut if you pop a flat on a pothole not treated by the PPHK. Got a Grand Canyon-sized pothole down the street you keep forgetting about. Boom. Pulled pork patch. Smoother than driving through a mall. No time to wait for even Dennis's usually speedy service. Then buy a Pittsburgh Pothole Kings DIY kit for just $10.99. Featuring 10 pounds of rapidly turning buffalo chicken dip. Perfect for quick patches on a go. Drive right clump crumbling under the hot, cold, hot, cold Pittsburgh climate. Seal it with our Aunt Rose seven-layer dip. Basketballs will never take a bad bounce again. The rock's going to get pretty sticker come Easter time now. Oh my god, I just saw this something. What's the matter, Jack? You leave a crock pot on. Ain't there gonna be a lot of varmints out on them roads eating up our Super Bowl party pole pothole patches? Dunce, why you think we're launching the Pittsburgh Roadkill Kings next week? Whoa, that's good thinking. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Like hand jobs. The Pittsburgh Pothole Kings. These guys love fighting the the Gallagher brothers. The Robinson brothers, the Ray Davies, Dave Davies brothers fight. Brothers in rock and roll have always fought. But sisters, you can only name one group of sisters, and they're fighting. Yeah. It's siblings. It's not brothers. It's what it is. But they never fought until recently. I mean, they've been in a band together for 40 years. Yeah. Well, never publicly. Adam. Not like this. This yeah. is like they won't talk to each other. Yeah. Because Nancy, no, Anne married a creep. Yeah. And he beat up Nancy's kid. Yeah. Yes. Nancy's teen- teenager Yeah, kids. choked him out on yeah. the tour bus, right? And then Ann was like, well, what are you going to do? i got to stand by your man, Tammy Wynette style. And so Nancy's like, oh, well, then you don't get a no heart. Right. Are, this, are there sisters in Wilson Phillips? No. Cousin? No, yes, there are. Are there? 
Yeah, Carney Wilson and uh, one of the other ones. I thought they were cousins. No, I think they're sisters. Uh, they fight. They do? No. I don't know. <laughs> the one looks like Vanessa Bayer from Saturday Night Live. Yes. Definitely. The other one looks like A.D. Bryant from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Carney and Wendy Wilson. Ah. All right. So there's, all, that's not rock and roll, though. Yeah, that's pop. Not at all. That's pop music. But it is music, so. The Carpenters, they probably fought. No, they didn't. Don't say that. Oh, there's no doubt they fought. I love the Carpenters. I know you do, but poor Karen. Poor Karen. She manifested all of the... Anxiety. And yeah, everything into she an had eating, the eating disorder. disorder yeah. yeah. Which was a real drag. Man, That's she sang some good Christmas tunes. My dream is to start a Carpenter's tribute band. Yeah, but you want to be Richard, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or be the piano player. Yeah. Well, that's Richard, isn't it? Yes. She played the drums. I know she's a badass. Yeah. One of the Don't point at me. Rolling Stone. <laughs> you pointed me like One that. of the greatest guitar solos ever is it a Carpenter song? What? Uh Goodbye to Love. Really? Let me see if we have. No, I got to look Who that performed up. it? Uh I can't remember the guy's name. Interesting. You know, it was cool in that Clapton documentary, hearing all the sessions he sat oh, in. I watched on. that the other day. What did you think? It, he's, I feel very bad for him. He seems like a broken man who needs to be loved because he never got it as a kid. Yeah, but it, it made him a huge jerk. Well, yeah. Yeah. He, but that manifested because yeah. of his need for affection. and. I can, it's hard to believe him and George Harrison stayed friends. I know. Really hard to believe that. Ah, oh, dark garnet. We don't have Don't worry that. about it. I'll, I'll, look good. It up, I'll look it up during the break. I want to. I really want to see that doc. It's on Showtime. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really on. sad. But like, he does a session with Aretha Franklin where he does the uh, solo on Aretha Franklin song. He talks about. He said, he, you know, he would have been okay if his career ended right there because he got to work with Aretha Franklin when he's with Atlantic Records mm-hmm. with, with Cream. And um, also, of course, he famously did "While My Guitar Gently Weeps," mm-hmm. and he talks. He said the Beatles were really hard on him. I think they're just jealous of his musicianship. Yeah. Yeah, because according to Quincy Jones, they were some non-planned mother effers. By the way, Quincy Jones. I got that coming up. All right, Val will tell you what he has to say about those interviews, those controversial comments that he made. That's coming up in the news on DV. My mom once, God bless her, (laughs) when when I first moved here. We, uh, she came down and my parents helped me look for an apartment and we were at this restaurant and she, uh, went into the, we both went into the bathroom and Uh. she was in the stall and there was a really loud fan in the bathroom. So she didn't hear somebody else come in (laughs) and she said, oh, my license is really starting to work. (laughs) 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 I doubled over and ran out of the bathroom. I was Uh. laughing so hard. Oh my God. <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Val? Val? <laughs> Val, are you there? Val, I'm going to need an extra roll of toilet paper in here, please. <laughs> oh, my laxatives really starting to work. What's going on, Val? By the way, I found the guitar solo for Goodbye to Love. What? What's what, here? what is it? All right, this is a Carpenter song? Yeah. And Rolling Stone said it was one of the greatest guitar, guitar solos, solos ever. Okay. Yeah. It kicks in in a <laughs> Said it because it's fuzz guitar solo in the Carpenters, you don't expect it. What 
Oh, good lord. Oh, God. I feel like this is the stuff you hear right after you're, like, brain dead. <laughs> when you're... When you're in the hallway to the afterlife. I feel like after you get baptized as an adult, that song comes on. And you're starting your new life as an adult Christian. Yeah, just a little little carpenters. Well, you wouldn't sing goodbye to love. What's the name of the goodbye to love? Yeah. Hello to Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I had the guy's name there for a minute, but I deleted it. Goodbye to love. Hello to Jesus. Yeah, it it doesn't say, I don't know, apparently, yeah, the fuzz guitar thing was the big deal there. How do you make a guitar Tony Peluso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever Tony Peluso. Oh, Hal Blaine was on drums for that, by the way. Well, Karen was busy singing. Yeah. Well, yeah, Hal Blaine, the Wrecking Crew drummer, did like 8 million records, like number one records, and he ended up like penniless. That was the weird thing about the Wrecking Crew guys, another great documentary to watch. They just saw it as a nine-to-five job. They were never looking for rights or, or you know, any sort of royalties for the songs they were playing on, even though they had a big, big hand in arranging all of those hits, which is really what makes them hits. I mean, you can have the chord progressions. And the and the lyrics and everything, but these guys were actually saying, okay, and this is the this is the the pattern that the bass should play. This is the pattern the keys should play. The guitar, here's the whole horn chart. They would put that stuff all together, and then you know Sonny Bono would get the credit. Every documentary that I watch about the you know the music industry infuriates me at some yeah. point because it's like these incredibly talented t- talented artists getting ripped off. Oh yeah, because they're really uh, creative, but they have no business sense. It continues pretty, to happen now. It's common in the music industry, right? And it continues to happen with streaming. Streaming audio is robbing the artists of any royalties from the recordings. But the, the record industry is partly to blame for that because they had they had it so uneven for so long. So you know, Hootie and the Blowfish, that first album, mm-hmm. they didn't make money and they sold until like, their ten millionth album yeah. sale. Then they started to make a little money on that album. And I think they sold 12. That's yeah, I was going to say 12 crazy. or 13. I think we have the gold record here somewhere. You can go find it. DVE broke Hootie and the Blowfish. Pretty much. It was a black mark on our... <laughs> history. In our history. In our legacy. Not really. I mean, that as I've said was... a million times, if you walked into a bar and you never heard Hootie and the Blowfish, you walked into a bar and they were playing, you'd be like, these guys are good. Yeah, at the time You would it love was, them. It was great, fun pop rock. Yeah. And then it just all... It just went to... Too much. It was a crazy time in Pittsburgh then. Have Whatever you seen happened? Darius Rucker play? No, not as a country artist. I have. Is it good? Do you like Hootie and the Blowfish? <laughs> no, not not particularly. Put a twang in it. You won't like this then. Yeah. Whatever, whatever happened to the Blowfish? I mean, they're probably penniless. I mean, I don't know what happened to the Blowfish, but I I, I would imagine he'd get, throw him a bone probably, yeah, well, every once in a while. I don't know if those guys got songwriting. Who wrote the songs? Not sure. But he's basically, he does Wagon Wheel and I Only Want to Be With You and a couple of recognizable songs. He's got a couple country Hello hits. Non-threatening black guy singing country. I remember when we we did a free show with them at then Nick's Fat City. Yes, I, the pictures. It was like oh, the man. hottest ticket in town. Uh, the pictures. I bet. I've seen, you know, the ones hanging in the hallway there. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like people are hanging over the rafters. I remember one What was that, time, 1996? Yeah, probably. 97? Yeah. Around then. Jeez. You were here then? Yeah. 
I got hired in '94. Oh my lord! Hey, buddy, Val's been, been holding it down years. for decades, bro. Val has been sick Half of our life. crap for twenty some years. <laughs> uh, yeah, we gave away free tickets, and I remember we would do, go to like gas stations or wherever. And I mm-hmm. remember somebody went to give a one of the part time people went to give away tickets, and a cop said, "I'm going to charge you with inciting a riot if you don't get out of here," because so many people were just descending <laughs> on the this gas station for tickets. Have you seen anything like that now with a concert, like a an artist? Not rock. It's just, I I think it's because of how the tickets are disseminated. Like yeah. you can get the tickets online. Like you don't have but to these, go stand in line or well, wait yeah, true, at MRM, NRM were, or something. This was a free show that we did, so we gave away all the tickets, and they it was right when they blew up. So it would be like Justin Bieber. Giving away free tickets to a club show with Justin Bieber, maybe not Newly. quite, maybe not quite that big. But. Justin Timberlake, no, not real. Yeah, well, at the time it was just they were, they exploded, and now they live on penniless. Those guys are just wearing puka shells, going hanging around Myrtle Beach. Yeah, playing clubs, playing clubs, probably happy. Probably. Uh, like, beyond belief. Like, I just remember Cursing Hootie. <laughs> being a kid and walking through the mall, like the Monroeville Mall or something, and, and seeing, like, a huge line for something, and I didn't know what it was, and it was always a concert or a record release. And it was like you could see the butt. Like, things were trending in person. Like, you could see it like, oh, wow, okay, this is a big deal. Who's in town? The yeah. only show I ever stood in line to get tickets was Bon Jovi in Erie. They played at Memorial Veterans Stadium. Memorial Stadium with Keel. Yes. And they the tickets were on sale at the Louis J. Tulio Center. Yes. So we went up at like four in the morning and stood in line. I remember seeing Bon Jovi open for Rat. When in bon- Erie. Runaway had just come out. It was my second concert. <laughs> And uh, my Lester Bangs moment coming out of there was that Bon Jovi's the only only band in that arena tonight that's going to make anything out of themselves. Those guys really know how to rock. I was like 12. <laughs> I'm like, those guys were really laying down some authentic rock. I'm not sure what Rat was trying to prove tonight. My friends are like, dude, you're nuts. Rat's awesome. I'm like, yeah. Well, you were right. I mean, Bon Jovi I can see the magic in Tico Torres' drumming. That's right. You were correct. I I don't think it took twelve a, year old critic. I mean, you 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 nailed it. Well, I hadn't heard anything but Runaway at that point, and then like their whole set. I guess that wasn't Slippery when when no. no. no what that, was their first was album? The, it, it was I think it was just a self titled album. Their whole that whole record was rocking. Mark Absek. Yeah, the Donny Iris keyboard player for Donny Iris wrote a song on that album. She don't know me. It's the only song they've ever performed written by someone other than a band member. No kidding. Yep. Well, they've had Bon Jovi and Pittsburgh have a little bit of tie. Yeah, they're buddies with Norm Nardini. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And his parents, his grandparents, had a place in Erie. So yeah, he, he mom's would, from there. Yeah, he would hang out up there in the summers and stuff like that. So yeah. conversely, I was not a great critic. I remember the first time I saw the "Hi, My Name Is Eminem" video, and I was mm. like, "Who is this clown <laughs> wearing a onesie with?" platinum blonde hair he'll never make it yeah eminem really seemed like a novelty sold more records than anybody yeah but i thought that about macklemore i think about that i think that about just about everybody until they prove me i mean it's like but he was 
he's way bigger than Macklemore will ever be. He's like Miles Davis of rap. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. It's not an apt analogy, but he's yeah, he's awesome. Macklemore, uh, is he having tough times? I don't know. What happened to Macklemore? I don't know. He's seeing him a lot, Macklemore. <laughs> he just hasn't been around that much. I don't know. Does he have a new album? I have no idea. Val, what's going on? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center <laughs> forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. True love. It's 43 degrees now at DVEM Val Porter. The investigation into Russian meddling in the presidential election heated up yesterday as special counsel Robert Mueller filed new criminal charges against one-time Donald Trump campaign officials Paul Manafort and Rick Gates in the 32-count indictment filed in federal court in Alexandria, Virginia. The pair is charged with fudging tax returns and bank fraud. It also claims that Manafort, with help from Gates, hid more than $30 million and tricked banks into lending them additional money. Mueller's team had already hit the pair with criminal charges in federal court in D.C., including failure to register as agents for work they did for a pro-Russian political party in the Ukraine, conspiracy to launder money, and conspiracy to defraud the United States. I think that's part of the problem in labeling this investigation and people want to talk about collusion. And even if they did collude, is that illegal? Uh, All right, you're not going to even have to have those arguments because they broke so many laws around their colluding, including tax evasion, money laundering, and obstruction of justice left and right. And that's really going to be the result of this. Ultimately, nobody's going to care. That's really what I think is going to happen. When I listened to that Slow Burn podcast on um, Slate about Watergate, they said over and over and over again, convicting Richard Nixon or at least getting him to step down and telling him, hey, you're going to get impeached if you don't resign. The key to it was convincing his base. Mm -hmm. Which was not going to happen, right? I no, mean, it was, did happen. But didn't he have an approval rating of twenty nine percent? Yeah, yeah. Well, pretty low. Pretty low. But yeah, but that's still thirty percent of people who were like, yeah, still on board <laughs> with this guy. They had Nixon rallies after he resigned. They had like those make, make America Great ones. They they had a bunch of those. There was people who really wanted that to to continue. But I I just think it's different now. Because he has a propaganda wing behind him, so it ultimately I don't think it's going to matter. You have to you have to vote what you want to the the change or lack thereof that you want to see happen. The Greater Latrobe School District taking action, canceling school today because a threat was found on a bathroom wall. School leaders say they don't think it's a credible threat, but are canceling classes at all five district schools as a precaution. Students at Moon Area High School will see an increased police presence on campus today. School officials dismissed students early yesterday after a threat was discovered around 1.30 p.m. School board president says the district will have a much more visible presence on campus for the foreseeable future, and police say they acted fast to remove a student who suggested gun violence against North Allegheny Intermediate High School yesterday. District officials say a student told a counselor that another student had verbally made the threat about 1230 yesterday. That student was removed from class by police a short time later. CNN is denying that it gave a Florida high school student a scripted question for a televised town hall meeting this week. Colton Hobbs is a survivor of last week's shooting in Parkland and told WPLG-TV in Miami that the cable network asked him to write his own speech and questions, but when he turned them in, Hobbs claimed CNN rejected his questions and gave him new ones. CNN's communication office released a statement yesterday denying the allegation. It claims the network did not script anyone's questions for Wednesday's town hall, and they have also 
also invited Hobb to appear on the network to talk about his views on school safety. The only one allowed to have scripted questions is the president. (laughs) (laughs) On a note card, folded neatly in his hands as he's talking to shooting survivors. I hear you. A surprising new study has found that marijuana use may actually protect your liver. Researchers found that people who regularly drink booze but also smoke weed have a significantly less risk of liver disease than those who drink without lighting up. It seems weed has chemicals that might reduce inflammation of the liver, which ends up reducing long-term damage. That's what you got to do. That's how you got to pregame now. Smoke a little weed to protect your liver. I don't want to get high. I have to get high. (laughs) And according to a new study, uh, red wine contains chemicals that could prevent tooth decay and gum disease. Uh, (laughs) Researchers in Spain found red wine contains polyphenol, a micronutrient that helps to keep bad bacteria from adhering to teeth and gums. The bad bacteria causes dental plaque cavities and gum disease. So drink red wine and then smoke weed. You're all set. Yeah, if you go to a Cypress Hill concert in Northern California, you're going to be healthy forever. <laughs> Val, keep this newscast going. I'm on a roll. <laughs> well, according to another new stu- study, guys who want to become fathers end up having less sexual desire. Doesn't really seem to make sense at first glance. You'd think a guy who wants to bring a baby into the world would be uh, all charged up and raring to go. But researchers found the exact opposite was true. They believe guys lose a bit of their mojo because of unconscious fears about lifestyle changes and added responsibilities when they have a baby. Yeah, because now you realize you're you're playing for keeps. <laughs> you know, like there's consequences to a climax. <laughs> you know, like there's a real person. That's here now, and you've got to take care of them, and that's your number one priority. Also, I'm sure at some point it sets in for you that your actions, like the stone you throw in the water, those ripples last a lifetime, Yep, and they rock the boat of somebody else for a long, long time. Like I was just, I was talking to my daughter last night, and I said... You know, I said, did I tell you I love you today? And she's like, yes, dad, you tell me like 10 times a day. And I was like, (laughs) I know, but I'm going to tell you 10 times a day for the rest of your life. Well, the rest of my life. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to live way longer than you. (laughs) And that's like best case scenario. She just shunned me. Like you, you could do the Matthew McConaughey like uh, you know journal like where you know every day she has a an audio blog after you're gone, mm-hmm. where you could just be talking to her. No, I thought I've thought about that. Remember about making a a little video. Yeah, Eat lots of green things. Your daddy loves you. Stay away from guys in leather Bad jackets. Boys. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, the everything kind of. She'll probably be fifty e- e- then, but still, everything changes. Everything. It's, it's, I can't, I can't explain it. But before it was like, I was wandering around. I was, you know, my mom and my mom and dad's kid, just like I was lost. Some people like have that direction in their life. I I really didn't like, I just didn't really know what I was doing. And then I had kids and it was like, oh, okay. Now I have a purpose. (laughs) Now I really don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) It's kind of like when you are at Cheesecake Factory. Yes. And they have it's exactly like that. They have a menu that's the size of a Funkin' Wagnall's dictionary. Yeah. A lot of pages. And you're like, I don't even know what to too do. Many, too many options. And you have kids 
now you're like, at a taco stand oh, with three choices. Okay. I have no choices. Right. It narrows you down. You can do that, that, or that. Right. But you got to eat. Got to eat. In music Horrible news. analogy. Terrible. <laughs> uh, Robert Plant was asked by so. Minnesota Public Radio about Led Zeppelin's plans for their 50th anniversary, and his response will probably fuel the rumor mill, and especially since he started by saying that they are planning to get together to talk about it. There will be a book of photographs and stuff, but some of it will be particularly interesting, I think. Beyond that, musically... There's bits and pieces lying around, but not an album or anything like that. But there will be a celebration, I'm sure, somewhere. A cork will pop. Uh, that book he talked about wow. comes out in October, <laughs> and just last week, Jason Bonham said he's no longer using the word experience in his band's name, Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin experience, because the band has asked to use that word, so I guess time will tell if it's going to be Part of a marketing campaign or maybe a traveling <laughs> exhibit like the Stones or Pink Floyd. We want to use the word experience. And finally. I, I, well, yesterday when I was sending you guys that story, uh, I typed in. I'm like, hey, what would you like to see happen with this document or this reunion rather? Uh, like Dave Grohl played drums. And, I, and when I typed Grohl played drums, question mark, it autocorrected to Gronk. <laughs> I would love And yeah, now I think Gronk. that's what I want to that, see. That's, yeah. that's what everybody wants to see. Led Gronklin. <laughs> Gronk Zeppelin. Gronk Zeppelin. Dude, Gronk Zeppelin. Gronk Zeppelin. Fergie probably, doing backup vocals. Make probably, it as terrible as possible. That's probably what he calls his unit. Gronk Zeppelin. Come over. Here's the Hindenburg, baby. <laughs> Start oh, going humanity. down. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Quincy Jones has apologized for his You know what? Can we, t- can we take this to after the break? We, uh, well, like, sure. I can do it at 8. Yeah, just hold on to late right. o'clock because we've okay. got to uh, go to sports. Mike right. Pursuta with your sports here coming up. Pirates with a big trade. And OMG. Did they do a good thing? <laughs> they, 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 huh? they, hey, they pulled off a great trade. Uh, good for Neil Huntington. And uh, the, the Penguins unable to... Get a trade happening with uh, Michael Grabner and the New York Rangers, who uh, dish him to the Rangers, or, or rather the Devils. Michael, have the full report when we come back. Sports on DV. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now. And don't look now, but the Buckos make a huge move. Well, a trade that uh, belies the conventional wisdom about how they do business. It made them better. Yeah, it's just one, but uh, the Pirates pulled off a little addition by subtraction yesterday when they were able to trade Daniel Hudson to Tampa Bay. Apparently, uh, Tampa Bay short on disappointing relievers who screw up late-game situations by giving up home runs that you have to pay a lot of money to. They're hard to come by. So there was that. and uh, Very they, specific type of player. They pulled off a little addition by addition when uh, Corey Dickerson, a power-hitting left fielder, was included in the trade that sent Daniel Hudson... <laughs> to Tampa Bay. Uh, Dickerson, 27 home runs last year when he was an American League All-Star with Tampa Bay. 24 the year before that. And, oh, by the way, he hits left-handed. That uh, might mean even more home runs when he's playing half his games at PNC Park. Here's General Manager Neil Huntington on a conference call last night. Yeah, as long as the hitter can continue to be the the type of hitter that he is and doesn't get swayed or or influenced and, and try to do too much and get outside of what his strengths are, I mean, it can be a, a distinct advantage. And, and uh, with, with Polanco and, and, and uh, uh, you know, with, with the, 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 the additions of Moran and, and Dickerson, um, we should be in a position to, to capitalize. 
uh, on that short wall. Um, at the same time, we want our guys to be good hitters and um, and, and do damage and, and, and be able to use the whole field and, and not be pitched too easily. Um, but left-handed power certainly does play in our ballpark. And uh, I, I can't say we go out of our way to find left-handed power, but uh, we are certainly cognizant of the advantage left-handed power can have in our park and, and do try to find it when it's available. Yeah, you heard Huntington uh, reference third baseman Colin Moran there. He was part of the return in the Garrett Cole trade. So that's now uh, three trades that I think you can classify as big deals. Uh, this isn't picking up you know, some guy for uh, cash or a minor league contract. Uh, Garrett Cole to Houston, Andrew McCutcheon to San Francisco, and now Corey Dickerson to Pittsburgh. Neil Huntington uh, assessed yesterday or last night, to be more accurate, uh, where the Pirates were before all that happened and where they are now. Well, when we moved the, the two veteran players in, in McCutcheon and Cole, um, one with one year away from free agency, one with two years away from free agency, we acquired six players, four of whom we, we feel will play immediate roles or, or have a legitimate chance to play immediate roles in our major league club and could be here to help us win for three years to come. We added the two prospect outfielders. Uh, in this situation, again, we gave away a, a really interesting prospect infielder, uh, but we've added an outfielder that, that has a chance to have control this year and next, um, but also uh, adds to our existing major league club. Um, so it, it's, it was quality in the door. Um, we gave up two very good players, uh, and, and we feel like we backfilled uh, our major league club because it was our best available return in, in the Cole situation, our best available return in the McCutcheon situation, and now we gave up a little bit uh, to add a, an outfielder back onto our club that's done some damage over the last, really over his career, but especially the last two years. You know, if they would have made this trade before they got rid of Cole and McCutcheon and then made some free agent signings, they have yet to sign a free agent in Major League Baseball, the only team in, in the league that hasn't. You love they, that stat. No, it, it's, it, because it's important. It illustrates why people are pissed at the Pirates. It's not just, they got rid of Cutchin and McColl because everyone wants to argue that trade like it's in a vacuum, and that's not what the, the issue is here. Yeah. Those guys weren't Clementi and Steve Blass. Nobody thought that. It was more that it was emblematic of what's to come. How can you get excited about these four of six guys that are going to play? Because if one of them bears fruit, they're going to be gone as soon as they're too expensive. But had they got this guy... If they, if they make this trade first, sign a couple of free agents to fortify the bullpen, get a starter, maybe, you know, someone on the back end of the rotation, something that, like, makes everyone think, hey, you know what, they're not screwing around here. Then they get rid of those two and bring in guys who they think can contribute. Might be a little bit, it would have gone a little differently for them. Yeah, and the, one of the problems Huntington has is that you always hear him talk about players in relation to years of control. You know, Dickerson is uh, in his second-year arbitration, so he's arbitration-eligible again next year. He's a little bit away from free agency. Uh, the other younger guys are further away. It, you know, let's say uh, Corey Dickerson hits 50 home runs this year and 55 next year. Are they going to give him a huge free agent contract, or does he in turn get dealt? It all, it's always seemingly about dealing quality for years of control down the road that may, that may or may not win. That's that, the issue. That's a treadmill that nobody wants to be on. But what they think they have is Dickerson's the left fielder. 
They think uh, Joe Musgrave, who came in the cold trade, is one of their starting pitchers. They think Michael Feliz from the cold trade is one of their relievers. They think Colin Moran, who came in the cold trade, is their third baseman. And they think Kyle Crick, who came in the McCutcheon trade, is one of their relievers. And then you get a couple minor league outfielders that may or may not develop. Uh, Tristan Gray, a minor league infielder, also goes to Tampa. So what? I mean, it's not off the charts awful on paper, but like you said, it's there's no future in it, seemingly, no matter how well the guys do. And that's the perception that they got to fight. They have to stop dangling a carrot as a business plan. Look, Pirate fans. Yeah. This could be good. Yeah, we don't have any money, but we're getting which they do. Their owner has a ton of money, and they they make a ton of money. Right. Um, we got all these young guys, and they might all get good at the same time. And you might have one or two years that are really fun. Forbes Forbes estimates they're one point four billion dollars yeah. worth. The nutting approval on this trade felt like you know when your parents have to put your dog down. So then the next week you ask if you can have a Super Nintendo, and they kind of have to be like, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> we'll go to Toys R Us. It's a, yeah, you've but had a rough week. We're going to return your Sega Genesis because <laughs> right. then it'll be a wash for us financially. Yeah, I mean, I saw some reaction on Twitter that, uh, okay, they finally did something right just to shut everybody up. And, you know, there's a, that's a plausible argument. Like, to me, Mike, the, the thing that was so egregious about the Cutch and Cole thing was, wasn't necessarily the on-field product. It was the... <laughs> The symbolism that those two represented, the future horse, the face of the franchise. Those guys, when you go to the ballpark, how many Cole and Cutch jerseys did you see? Yeah. I mean, from a business standpoint, all the kids that are showing up, Andrew McCutcheon, anybody, ask any other fan base in the league, what's one player you associate with the Pirates? But, I mean, that said, they lost with those two guys the last two years. Sure. If they'd have done those trades exactly as they were and then gone out and signed Jake Arrieta, I think there's a whole different perception. That's a different ball game altogether. You know sure. what? We tried it with the you know, Cutch. Yeah. You were great. You were an MVP. You're one of the great Pirates. You're on the downside. Time to go. Sorry. We're going to spend our money somewhere else. It's getting rid of all the money and then buying at the dime store to replace it that uh, people can't accept. And, and quite frankly, should not accept. This is not a foolproof method of doing it any more than Mm-mm. signing free agents is. No, and it's the I extreme think, couponing of uh, free yeah. agency. And <laughs> Neil Huntington has done a pretty good job through the years. Again, no his, issue with him and her. Constra- as Stan pointed out yesterday, Huntington's drafting leaves something to be desired. But the constraints under which he is operating, I think he's trying his ass off. I think Hurdle's trying his ass off. Yeah, and I think Nutting has figured out a way to squeeze every last drop out of I the think city those of guys are, without having to actually spend money. Yeah, those guys are in a really tough spot. On, uh, They're in the nutting grinder. Yes, they are. Sean Collier will be talking about the new movie Annihilation and Mute uh, movie reviews from Pittsburgh Magazine's own Sean Collier on the way. When we come back, uh, some big Steelers news we want to tell you about. That's next on D. All right, it's the DV Morning Show. The Grabner trade that the uh, Penguins fans were hoping to see didn't occur quite the way they wanted it to. The Rangers did deal them, but it was to the Devils, Mike. Apparently they weren't too concerned about that division thing. That's what I was going to say. You know, the concerns yeah. that... Uh, they're dumping. They're they're trying to get everything they can get, and they don't care where they get it from. But. And Jersey's chasing, right? They have 70 points. Jersey's they're trying to legit. get into the playoffs. Jersey is tied with Philadelphia with uh, 74, I think. No, Jersey, you're right, 70. Yeah, Philly and, uh, and Pittsburgh Philly are tied. Philly and Pittsburgh are tied with 74. So, Michael Grabner goes to New Jersey for... 
defense prospect Igor Rykov and a second-round pick. Not a King's Ransom. No. There must have been something where the Rangers just didn't want to deal with us. Or maybe uh, Jim Rutherford wasn't as high on Michael Grabner as everybody else. Sean Collier is here from Pittsburgh Magazine. Sure, uh, we're delaying uh, the the Steelers news we had for just a second. Hold on one one moment. Is that phone ringing in there, Alex? Can you can you put it on hold? Or you can you can? Okay, Alex filling in for Joe. Uh, Joe sick. Interim Alex. First it was interim Joe. <laughs> next next producer up. Yeah, we have depth. The standard is the standard. Yeah, we're like the we're like the Buckos. A deep bench. I knew Alex was ready to go when he texted me and said, let me know when you need let in. I was like, yep. Ah, nice. Go down. There you go. <laughs> uh, the Chuck Knoll Foundation for Brain Injury Research. Yesterday, Art Rooney II announced five grants to Pittsburgh research teams at the University of Pittsburgh, CMU, and uh, UPMC. The foundation's board of directors approved grants totaling over $600,000. And one of the people who's on the receiving end of that grant, it is Dr. Mickey Collins, who is uh, who you no doubt remember from uh, uh, such movies as Sidney Crosby's Concussion <laughs> and other uh, outstanding work. Dr. Collins joining us right now. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Oh, excited. This is now, here's the thing. Uh, for those who don't know, Dr. Collins... You're doing some really important work in an area that a lot of our listeners have major concerns in, and that is their their kids playing sports and how uh, their injuries, and specifically brain injuries, going forward should be treated, handled, and minimized. Talk a little bit about what you're going to be able to do with this Chuck Knoll Foundation uh, grant that you uh, were awarded yesterday. Yeah, well, first of all, you know, Chuck Knoll, many may not, many may not know that that Chuck was really one of the first, the, the first coach in the NFL to advocate for uh, baseline testing for concussion. He wanted better care for his athletes, and his leadership on this issue is is quite significant. And, and without Chuck Knoll, it, it, it's fair to say that a lot of the advances we made with concussion probably would not have occurred. Have occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he started doing this way before anyone else and there's a lot of great research being done in pittsburgh there's a lot of really good clinicians and researchers that are in, interested in this topic pittsburgh's kind of ground zero for concussion in a lot of ways there's a lot of really incredible advances that have come out of this city um in you know we are at a point now where we are advancing our treatments to where we've actually now identified that there's six different types of concussions and you can actually match specific treatments to those different problems and we can improve our outcomes, um, and we can get kids back on the field safely and get them back on the field more quickly. We can, it, we've really advanced our knowledge tremendously. So, you know, your comment about a lot of parents being concerned about sports, I, I completely understand that, but the reality is, is we've made so many advances with this injury, and this research supported by the Chuck Noel Foundation is going to take that in even a step further, and, and there's going to be some really, really cool projects that are going on here in Pittsburgh that will continue to advance that knowledge. Uh, can you quantify that a little bit, Dr. Collins? I know years ago, guy got a concussion, you put three fingers up, and if he got it right, or if he didn't get it right, he went back in the game. There's so much more awareness now. How far have we come, say, if the ball was on the 20-yard line 10 years ago? Where is it now uh, in terms of uh, 
successfully uh, figuring out ways to deal with these type of injuries and to prevent them? I don't know what yard line we're on, but we certainly have advanced the ball, that's for sure. And, you know, if the patient comes in to see me in clinic at, at UPMC, I can tell them with a high degree of scientific certainty, this is the type of concussion you have. Um, this is the prognosis we have in terms of how long it's going to take to recover. This is the rehab we're going to do. It's going to be very active treatment. Uh, we're, there's no dark rooms in our clinic. We're going to get kids active. We're going to get them moving. We've actually identified, we're actually, the, the study is about advancing our rehab of the injury. And I can tell you with a high, with a high, again, a high degree of confidence, I'm going to be able to get that kid back in the field safely to the sport that they love. And so, um, you know, to translate that question, I, I really feel that, that progress has occurred. And, and, um, so you're, dri- you're driving the ball. You got a little rhythm on offense with this stuff. We do. Though. We got some rhythm here. We're, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're clicking on first down and we're, we're moving the ball, moving the chains. And, and, and now, now look, with that being said, there's a lot to learn and that's what research is about. We have a lot to learn, uh, in terms of when to implement these treatments, the dosing, you know, the dosing, the timing, we also have a lot to learn about, you know, the potential long-term effects of concussion. There's, there's really not been good research done uh, to determine if concussion um, is, is causing uh, long-term issues. And, you know, I know in my clinic, we, you know, we have 18,000 patients a year in our clinic at, at UPMC. It's a lot of patients. And there's very few kids that we're not getting back, get, getting them back to the sports they love. I mean, there's a few, you know, obviously there's some athletes that have a hard time with this. But the reality is, is that it's it's treatable. It's a treatable problem the great, great, great majority of the time. And a lot of parents not, are not aware of that. I know your focus is brain injuries for adolescents, doctor, but I just wanted to, to ask you if you think that there will ever be a point where we can determine if somebody has CTE while they are still alive or while they're still playing and what you that, think that might do to the to, to impact the, the game. Yeah, I, I think that certainly that's that's a goal of a lot of different smart researchers out there in examining that issue. Um, at this point in time, no such test is available. Uh, at this point in time, we actually don't even have a clear understanding of of what is the actual cause of that tauopathy and the findings in the brain. Uh, we don't know if it's concussion in and of itself that's causing that or or other factors that could certainly be playing a role because that research hasn't been done. We, we, haven't, we don't have a 40-year study where we followed a cohort of athletes over 40 years and, and controlled for every life factor as it relates to those findings. So the reality is, is we don't even fully understand what's causing that. Um, and, and so, what's yeah, that? we're a ways away in terms of having some biomarker uh, to determine that issue. You haven't determined what's causing the tau buildup? Right. We, we I thought it was repetitive of, head injuries. Well, a lot of people feel that way, and certainly that's what's been speculated, but the, but the reality is there's a lot of other factors that could be contributing to that that we just don't know. And, so Mike Webster might not have accumulated all of that through years of being a center in the NFL. It may have been years of being center in the NFL plus X, Y, and Z. You know, So there's other potential factors that could be contributing to those, to those findings, and we need, to, we need better research uh, in longer-term prospective research and understanding that better.
Every time I see one of those Tide commercials where they like show you how they like wash, you know, blood or something off of a stain, I always think like, you know, they can figure out how to remove these stains from clothes. There's got to be a way that they can just tide your brain and get rid of all the that towel protein. So for people with CTE, they'll be able to like sort of wash it clean and regenerate some way. Yeah, um, you know, we don't Tide have... Pods for the brain is what I'm saying. <laughs> I've heard bad things about Tide Pods. Yeah. Lately, so, yeah, but the reality is is that we have a lot to learn, and that's what this research uh, that's being supported, it's about that. It's about treatment of concussion assessment and concussion diagnosis. It's, there's, there's, it's an exciting area because as a scientist and research uh, clinician as I am, you know, it's, there's, there's a lot of challenges. But the reality is, again, the bottom line is if you have a child that has a concussion, um, you know, the great majority of the time we can, we can actually evaluate this pretty clearly and, and determine a right rehab program. And, and we can see a lot of kids back, get back to sports and sports are a wonderful thing for kids. And it's something that, um, with this research, we're just going to get better at doing that. Dr. Collins is the recipient of one of the Chuck Knoll Foundation Awards uh, grants for uh, brain injury research and continued success with your work. And uh, I think it's great that that all happens here in western Pennsylvania and we're really on the forefront of uh, figuring out how to better treat our athletes here in the Berg. Thanks so much, Dr. Collins. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. All right. And no better person to have attached to that uh, legacy than Chuck Knoll. And as, as uh, Dr. Collins pointed out, he doesn't get a whole lot of recognition for that being ahead of the curve. No, I didn't know that about uh, the emperor. Yeah, well, he was a pretty cerebral guy himself. But, yeah. You know, you win four Super Bowls, they're just not going to remember you for anything else. It's like, you know. <laughs> it's like Jane Mansfield came up with like a, bi- a big time, like heavily used radio technique. Nobody talks about that. They don't she call- had other assets that they were more... Consumed with. They don't call you Giuseppe the bridge builder if something else is more prominent. That's right. Val's got news coming up next. What do you got? (laughs) Quincy Jones is apologizing for uh, what he called word vomit. (laughs) Yeah. Verbal diarrhea. Yeah. So we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, Also, uh, Sean Collier in studio with us. The band Some Kind of Animal performing live. They're going to be playing down at Hip Records this weekend, and that's all on the way for you here. Dave Grohl played drums, and when I typed Grohl played drums, question mark, it autocorrected to Gronk. <laughs> I would love And now I think Gronk. that's what I want to that, see. That's, yeah. that's what everybody wants to see. Led Gronklin. <laughs> Gronk Zeppelin. Gronk Zeppelin. Dude, Gronk Zeppelin. <laughs> Gronk Zeppelin. Fergie well, doing backup vocals. <laughs> Make probably, it as terrible as possible. That's probably what he calls his Grunt Zeppelin. Come over. Here's the Hindenburg, my... baby. <laughs> Start oh, the going humanity. down. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Val Porter. She's dealing aces over there from the uh, third base seat. What do you got going on? I know you wanted to have a, to start a, what is it, like a Carpenters tribute Trivia band? band, yes. But I think you need to uh, organize Gronk Zeppelin. <laughs> it's what people want, Val. We'll work on it. Have you heard Gronk's actual plans? Rumored? He was he was gonna well I heard he he's was gonna, gonna go into do, acting he's never and then do wrestling. Again. I heard he's joining with WWE yeah. upon okay, retirement. Sense. And a beautiful no, choice, be, let's be honest. He would be huge yeah. in wrestling. Huge. His secret move would be just pulling a football out and Gronk spiking somebody. For an object. Much like the Patriots games, the outcome is predetermined. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it's a lot of cheating going on in wrestling. So are losers. Um, I don't know that that will reduce his concussion rate. I mean, those guys get concussions a lot. I don't think that's what he's worried about. His, his back yeah. is crushed. His like, arm is crushed. Again. Yeah, that's... those are the things that get hurt as a pro wrestler. Yeah, I, I don't know. Unless Head he's just back. an announcer. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. He would be a good ring announcer. He, uh, you Whatever know, we can do to get him to never do stand-up again is, is good enough for me. Why wouldn't he go into porn? <laughs> Sounds like that's twice you've re- referenced the, gr- the Gronk. <laughs> and it's I'm, downstairs. He's downstairs, downstairs. I'm wondering, he dated a porn yeah, star. Yeah, he, he like famously has talked about Britt McHenry, his right? involvement. Or no, she's with, not a porn star. She's on ESPN. <laughs> What's her name? Or used to be. Uh, Mike McHenry? No. Fort McHenry? I'm not sure, but Gronk, uh, I don't know that I want to see him in porn. But <laughs> Brie Olson. Oh, yeah. You well, already oh met little God, Gronk. Was... I'm little Gronk. That's big Gronk. Rochelle Ryan. No. Brie she... Olson was involved in... Was she another Charlie one of the Sheen. women who said... Oh, yeah, Charlie Yeah, she was Sheen. one of his angels, I think. That's right. Okay. That makes sense. I thought it was Trump for a second, but that was Stormy Daniels and the Playboy model and... Whoever else. Um, Sean Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine has movie reviews for you coming up here shortly. I saw Black Black Panther last night, um, and I wondered about Gronk being an action movie star. I mean, not in Black Panther. They can't be Gronk Panther or anything like that, but (laughs) there's never really been somebody who's significantly gone from pro sports, right? To wrestling? No, to movies. Oh. Like Fred. Fred Dreyer. Come on. Fred Dreyer. But Honor. Al Bundy. <laughs> OJ. OJ. He never really became an action star, though. I mean, Jim Brown I mean, did the Dirty w- Dozen. Yeah. I know we've we got to be missing a big one. Well, I John just... Cena stinks as, a, as an action Well, actor. what about well, the, the Rock? The Rock. Dan, he, he, the Dan Rock. Marino. The Rock's the best. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He just did the Ace Ventura. But that's coming from wrestling, and that's no, actually well, like performance. Didn't yeah, The that, Rock play football, too? Yeah. University he did play for Miami, yeah. But brought, like, I'm thinking more like The Boss. Yeah, he had bad movies. Didn't Ter- Terry Bradshaw. I used to love him. Failure to Launch with Matthew McConaughey. Hooper. Yeah. Burt Reynolds. Also Oof. Smokey and the Bandit 2, which had my favorite Pittsburgh Steelers movie through line, where in Smokey and the Bandit 2, if you remember, the Steelers are practicing at the Orange Bowl, and Bandit drives the car right into the practice uh, because he wants to get rid of Buford T. Justice. So he drives in, and Terry Bradshaw's there. And Bandit says to Terry Bradshaw, he's like, hey, Terry, can you do me a favor? He's like, hey, Bandit! And he sees uh, Sally Field, and then he goes, ha, frog. And then Bandit's like, uh, can you do me a favor? Uh, Buford's on my on my tail here. So I drove into Steelers practice, and uh, can, you, can you get rid of the cop for me? And Terry goes, no problem. Hey, Joe. Tackle that car. And then Mean this. Joe Green flips <laughs> Buford T. Justice. Car. And then he makes a joke about integrated uh, busing, and, uh, <laughs> which is just so racist and funny. Uh, Timely, though. It's, it was really funny. <laughs> I mean, the character is supposed to be racist. It's, it's very funny. Um, but I don't think it's very realistic. That's my biggest problem with it. The porn star was B.B. Jones. Which one was that? I don't know. The That's one the one that was with Gronk. Gronk. Yeah, yeah, okay. And she was wearing his jersey, like in the one picture. Just like, oh man, she retired. Can I think he retired her. So, does is there another football team that has 
appeared in as many movies as the Steelers. Because, I mean, look. Dolphins. Batman was essentially, I mean, that's kind of the Steelers. Yeah, on the field. Smokey the Bandit 2. There's another one. I know there's another one. Bill Cower in the uh, Water Boy. Okay. A little bit. I guess the Cowboys North Dallas 40. Yeah. 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 But that's it. That's it. I don't know. I'm, I just I want us to be number one in something. There's no Patriots movies, right? There. Tom Brady's in that uh, Ted too. Okay, yeah, it he was is. a really, really worshipful the appearance. St- Steve Grogan wasn't in any movies in the '70s, Sudden Impact or anything like that. <laughs> Val, what do you got going on? Here's a Channel 11. Rocky Blyer story. Hello. Yeah, I, I should Robert know that. Right back. Should know that offhand. Robert Urich. Yeah. Uh, here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. It is brought to us by Dormont Appliance. For 11. Heaven can wait. Is that about the Steelers? Steelers and the Rams Super Bowl. Oh. Hmm? Featured uh, in that. Was Black Sunday, uh, the Roy Scheider, wasn't there a Roy Scheider movie called Black Sunday? Didn't that, wasn't, weren't the Steelers pe- fi- featured in that? Really? Let me look. No, nah, that one I don't know. It I'm a like Roy a, Scheider fan. It was like a, I'm pretty sure he was in it. Whatever happened to Roy Scheider? Schreider, did he die? He is no longer with us. I'm sorry to hear that. Black Sunday, someone tweeted it to us. Black Sunday. Yeah. If you extend to all Pittsburgh sports, then you get sudden death. Angels in the outfield just keeps going. God, we're the best at movies. Yeah. That oh, yeah. Was- oh, my gosh. I'm looking at the trailer here for Black Sunday, and it's got the, the Steelers end zone with the huge logo in the trailer. Oh, man. I've never seen that movie. It's from 1977. Thing where the kid from Twilight slid down the glass thing at PNC Park. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that movie. And then the Jack Reacher. Yeah. The Jack Reacher. <laughs> Black Sunday. Why did you turn into somebody's dad? You know, that Jack Reacher. Black Sunday is the powerful story of a Black September terrorist group attempting to blow up a Goodyear blimp hovering over the Super Bowl stadium with 80,000 people and the president in attendance. Ah, I never saw that. Robert Shaw is in it. Always very good. Oh, he was wrong, great. Uh, great actor. Not Ro- Roy Schreider. Yeah, wrong uh, Jaws. Robert Shaw, star. Unsolved Mysteries. What? No. No, not at all. <laughs> Which guy's that? Was, uh, Who did Unsolved Mysteries? Who's that guy? What's his name? Black Block Robert. All right, never mind. Yeah. Val, keep all going. Right. I, I'm screwing it all up. I'm kill- uh, <laughs> I'm a show killer. Robert Stack. Yeah. Stack. That's right. Oh, Robert Shaw was the guy from Jaws. Quint. Yeah. yeah all right. Uh, do, 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 uh, okay, I did all the weather already. Mayor Bill Peduto warning residents to prepare for do, do, possible do, do. mass floods this weekend. Fears of flooding are growing as the National Weather Service is monitoring another round of storms that could bring up to four inches of rain this weekend. The mayor wrote on Twitter that this weekend's floods could be the worst since 2004's Hurricane Ivan. Uh, Peduto also warned the Ohio River could overflow as well. Hurricane Ivan was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Do you remember during the pit game when there were full docks mm-hmm. with like Just boats attached down flying river. down the river? Yep. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a little scary this weekend, potentially. Yep. We're lucky we didn't lose Donzies that time. <laughs> no, we're lucky it went of its own volition years later. It yeah. could go on its own terms, and mm-hmm. that's really what we always wanted for Donzies. <laughs>
If court, you love something, you have to set it free. Right. <laughs> court records say a congressional hopeful from our area had a temporary PFA against her after she threatened to kill her husband. Allegheny County court records show Shannon Edwards' estranged husband received the temporary protection from abuse order in 2016. The document alleges Edwards threatened to kill Jesse Sally on multiple occasions, saying she would use a steak knife and kill him in his sleep. Yeah. Or she would hire a hitman. Sally is seeking a divorce in court. If the name Shannon Edwards doesn't ring a bell, the 33-year-old Edwards is the woman who reportedly had an affair with former Republican Congressman Tim Murphy. Uh. As we know, Murphy stepped down after it was revealed that he asked her to have an abortion when they thought she was pregnant. Through text, which is just (laughs) not the way to do that. Oh, So she had an affair and got impregnated. They thought. She thought she was pregnant while she was married mm-hmm. with a married man. Murphy married. And then and he sent her a baby emoji with a big red X next to it. <laughs> Which I just think is not not the right thing to do, no man. No babies. You got to meet up and have that conversation in person. Oh, man. And by the way, she announced this week she's running for office. Yeah, and then it just so happens to come out, oh, by the way, uh, she's threatened to kill her husband a whole bunch of times. Yeah, But why? Allegedly. I mean, you know, why, though? I mean, was she fighting back against abuse? Uh, it does like, was not, the guy being, was he, this a burning uh, bed scenario? He or? got a PFA against her. Oh. Um. Okay. Well, all right. What does she think about gerrymandering? I mean, <laughs> she likes him. Uh, well, remember when it was a simpler time and our biggest worry was... She thinks was she got her pregnant. <laughs> some ridiculous scandal involving a politician. There are lots to talk about this morning. A California lawmaker accused of firing a male staffer after he wouldn't play spin the bottle with her. <laughs> what? How old are these people? Democratic Assemblywoman Christina Garcia has taken a leave of absence after allegations surfaced of her misconduct. She's been an advocate of the Me Too movement. However, four former workers have filed complaints against her. One staffer pointed to the spin the bottle game. Another says Garcia groped him and made unwanted sexual advances. We requested seven minutes in heaven. We will give no more than three. (laughs) The governor of Missouri being charged with a felony. Governor Eric Greitens was taken into custody and booked yesterday. Grand jury returned an indictment charging him with taking a picture of someone in a state of full or partial nudity without their knowledge and then transmitting the image so it could be accessed on a computer. Previous reports alleged Greitens took a picture of his tied-up and blindfolded mistress without her permission then used it to blackmail her to prevent her from revealing the affair. Adding to the salaciousness of this case, the woman's husband recorded their discussion and then tried to sell that to local media outlets. Honest to God. Unreal. This guy is diabolical sociopath. He had his eyes on the presidency. He he was already starting to lay the groundwork for a presidential run. And the stories you just read, we have to figure out a way to not attract the worst people who are only trying to capitalize on public office office to run for public office because we're not being served by a bunch of sociopaths. I got one more for you. Uh, The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation says it found nude photos of a woman on a phone belonging to the former bodyguard for Nashville, Mary Megan Barry. This is evidence investigators think shows that Barry engaged in an affair with her former bodyguard, Sergeant Rob Forrest, while he was on duty. 
The TBI has taken possession of the mayor's phone. However, the mayor and her lawyer won't give them the password to unlock it, which... One, two, three, four, damn it. Seems like you have something to hide. (laughs) Yeah, and the significance of this is... Sure, if two adults want to have consenting adults want to have a an affair because I think she's married. I'm not sure if he is. Uh, then you would think, oh well, that's up to them. But this dude was getting all kinds of benefits and well, overtime, and, and he was like getting paid double time to be like protecting her when he was like he was really the, yeah, protecting her, right? All of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was really clocking in multiple times. He punched in. Over and over. But yeah. how do you know? Like, I guess you could argue like, yeah, but I needed security there. Also, I was, you know, he was guarding my body. With the guy. <laughs> I mean, you know how you did that story earlier, Val, where you said guys that have kids have a reduced sex drive or well, something no, to that No, guys who are going to, like, if they're trying okay. to have a kid. I think once you have kids, it's not that your sex drive is is totally reduced after the fact. It's that it's properly adjusted or should be. You <laughs> it's should nature. you should calm the f down after you have kids. I I don't know like these creeps that are t- tying people up and taking pictures. So there's some sort of like like a biological shift that tells you like okay now you're actually a provider. There, there's a different thing here. You're not looking you're a to nurturer. you are you are harvesting the crops. You've already planted them. There's this weird thing for guys where you go, "Oh my god. I have low T. This there's something wrong with me. I got to do something extra crazy to show everybody I'm still a man." No. No you don't. You have low T. That's good. When we did the Super Bowl, <laughs> you should have lower T than you had works. when you were eighteen. When we did the Super Bowl in Detroit, there was a guy Come on. running in the entourage uh, of broadcasters who was like raving about rubbing testosterone gel on in his the arm. Pittsburgh entourage. The t- yeah, and he was like swearing by it, and he's just <laughs> lathering his arm. <laughs> oh up my god, with, he like, had it with him. Yeah, he was talking about. But he it. put it on his nose like that stuff you. <laughs> Yeah. His nose is just white. Yeah. He's got one of those <laughs> breathe right strips, except it's for your tea. But, like, I just kept saying to him, like, why? Like, why are you doing it? And, and he's like, well, his, his explanation was, I won't tell you what, because he, he made a specific allusion. Dance around it? Well, he just said, like, you know, it makes me feel like I'm 21 again. And I said to him, like, should you be? Right. Yeah. You think you should be 21 again? This is one of those Jurassic Park questions. Like, just because you could do it, <laughs> you never asked, should we do it? See, that's a good idea. We should take all the people taking the tea and put them on an island like the <laughs> Jurassic Park dinosaurs. Look, if it, if you there are people who have legitimate low tea, but a ton of people just go right to it and they're like, yeah, this is what I want. <laughs> There's supposed to be a dip. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> As you go along. That's nature. See your doctor. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the doctor will tell you if you need it. They'll tell you. That should not be one of those. Figure out a way how to get it on and I, Canadian look, I, black I, market I, internet. I battle with it all the time. Like I think about, oh, yeah, I should probably take some testosterone. <laughs> oh, I, sh- I should probably HGH take some HGH. The one, yeah, that's the one that I think would be like. If Why? It, I don't play any competitive sports. But. 
I want to like take HGH and go to the mall. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one that makes you feel good all over and you feel strong oh, yeah. and possibly. Ma- yeah. But for guys Feeling like energetic, your point is if the guys, if the, if the goal is to feel more virile, yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to sow my seed. Right. That's, you're supposed to have done that a long time ago. I can open the door without using my hands. Where's Crawford? Oh, he's down at Ross Park. He lifted the Auntie Anne's kiosk <laughs> above his head. He's, he's playing ring toss with the Auntie Anne's parcels. I remember I saw my buddy in Greenfield and I go, hey, what's up, dude? And he goes. Uh, not much, Bill. I go, oh, man, you got it. He had a tank top on. I go, you look a little bigger. And he goes, well, obviously, I've been doing steroids, Bill. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I wouldn't have automatically guessed that. I would have said creatine first. Which or... is really working out for me. <laughs> he goes, yeah. He goes, I-, I said, what are you doing now? He goes, Subway has this $5 for like 20 cookies deal, and I'm going to get some cookies. He's like, it's awesome, Bill. You can eat cookies, and I'm still shredded. I'm like, yeah, that's probably not healthy. But you do you. The HGH one is awesome. I'm telling you, look up that 60 Minutes report if you ever get a chance, because that doctor who's like touting the benefits of it, his jaw is so enormous. He, it looks like the like thing. See, yeah, that's what's like appealing to me. Head. I don't have a big enough jaw. No, dude. It is not like lantern <laughs> jaw. You're not John Hamm all of a sudden. It, it's, it, it's hilarious. You have a blockhead. Like Jay Leno? Yeah, it's way more like Jay Leno. But it even it's it looks more like the guy who played Jay Leno and had to have the prosthetic <laughs> chip right. in the late shift right. movie. Yeah, well, you know, all of a sudden I'm just like lifting a you know fifty seven Chevy above my head. Yeah, it looks like Mickey Rourke in Sin City. Oh, yeah, dude, that's what that <laughs> that's is. A the good look. reference if you know the movie. What if you all, don't, it's too obscure. All these like people in their seventies, like yeah. Feeling good, and they're like, and I'll tell you what, mm, just as frisky as I was when I was in my twenties. And you're like, yeah, just you know, rock hard, muscu- muscular body septuagenarians going at one another. Do women Ugh. take HGH? Yeah, there were women who took it. Because everyone wants to sleep with a wet cinder block. That's what gets people going. <laughs> And women, I mean, it's a different thing. It's a different thing for women. They don't want to do. They don't want to feel like the raging testosterone. They no, get I just don't the plastic be tired surgery, the, the nips, the oh, tucks, that. No. the boob jobs. You know that kind of stuff. I'm afraid to do anything. You don't need it. You look you, like you're you 25 honestly, years yeah, old. But, no, I'm getting jowls and jowls. Jowls. You're not getting jowls. I'm getting a little saggy. No, you're not. Get some cool sculpting, Val. No, I'm afraid to screw around with any of that stuff. Because that'll be God's way to get back at me for something awful I did in my life. What do you think? Why <laughs> what, you what did you do that, that you was did? awful? Yeah, nothing. I don't know, but it'll, it'll come back with like a oh. blown up face. I'll look like a balloon something, or something. in your childhood makes you think you're paying for something you did and you didn't do anything. <laughs> I'd love to be at the pearly gates with you when God's reviewing your list. And like, wow, you really, wow, this is this is really a clean resume. You can come right in. I, would, I usually try to browbeat people on uh, some of the bad stuff they've done. No, Val like is like the person at customs where they just go, go, go ahead, go. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a little cruel that you made Tim cut his hair in the <laughs> garage, but I don't think that's really a bad thing. We got to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Mike's got sports for you. The Pens unable to uh, get Grabner, and the Buckos pull off a trade that has made them better. Full details uh-huh. coming up next. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Uh, I know it's pleasing you a great deal to see Canada getting their arses whooped right now. 
Well, they're losing four to one. It ain't over. But Germany four, Canada one, late second period. Is this an elimination game? Yeah, this is. Uh, you're either going to the gold medal game or the bronze medal game after this. Wow. Germany just hit the post. The puck deflected off the goalie, and then refused to bounce over the line. That close to five to one. Is this the first time you've ever rooted for Germany? No, they've probably played Canada before. <laughs> Wasn't a trend back in the day, I can tell you that. But... All right, what's up? Pirates made a trade that actually looks like a real good trade for the Pirates. They got rid of disappointing reliever Daniel Hudson and uh, Class A prospect infielder Tristan Gray and picked up slugging left fielder Corey Dickerson from Tampa Bay. General Manager Neil Huntington on a conference call last night said there's a lot to like about slugging outfielder Corey Dickerson. Uh, obviously, he's done a lot of damage uh, over his career, but especially the last two years, and uh, a talented player that um, recreated his body last offseason, was in uh, you know the best shape of his life a year ago, and it, it showed defensively. Obviously, had a tremendous first half, uh, recognized some struggles in the second half, and uh, we look forward to finding out how we can help him uh, be closer to the player he was in the first half. But, again, overall, a very productive player the last few years in the big leagues. Yeah, last year in particular, uh, Dickerson was an American League All-Star when he hit 27 home runs, drove in 62, hit 282, and scored 84 runs in 150 games for the Rays. Now, the split was uh, a lot more damage in the first half after the All-Star game. Dickerson had 10 home runs, 20 RBI, and hit 241. So as Neil Huntington referenced, uh, they want to see him get a little more consistent. But uh, that said, he makes the Pirates better in the outfield, and he makes the Pirates better on the bench. And this gives us another layer of depth, another layer of, of uh, quality uh, to protect our major league club with, with, in case of injury. Um, uh, it was a tough decision to, to, to drop somebody in over – uh, Adam Frazier or, or Jordan Luplo or Sean Rodriguez. And, and uh, uh, for the most part, they will continue to play important roles. Um, we're going to get uh, a lot of guys at bats, uh, but we do see Corey as our primary left fielder. Yeah, Has anybody that... talked to him? Who, Dickerson? Yeah. Uh, I wonder uh, if he was devastated. Well, Tampa Bay had designated him for assignment. So they were, they were going to trade him or, or get rid of him. They didn't want to pay the money. So he knew he was going somewhere. He gets to be a starting player. And he's got that Clemente Wall beckoning. Hit the ball over me. I'm not that far away. You're left-handed. We've been told there's going to be a left-hander to come in here and rake since they built that Keep trying, man. (laughs) Somebody's (laughs) got to do it eventually, right? Uh, It's also the, the type of trade and the type of transaction that Stands in direct uh, opposition to what the Pirates normally do. Usually they're the team getting rid of the good guy and picking up the the rebuild project and the prospect. Right? Uh, does this give the Pirates uh, at least more credibility than they had before the trade? Uh, Neil Huntington uh, addressed that with me last night. Uh, the move for us was, was uh, to add quality to our Major League club. Um, we felt like it, it made all the sense in the world for us. Um, we feel like it's made us a better club, a deeper club. Um, that's our focus. Uh, our, our belief is that as we win games and as we play the game the right way, uh, that we'll draw our fans back out because they want to cheer a winner, and, and we work 
uh, very hard and, and every day to, to bring them another winner and, and to get deeper in the postseason than we were able to the first three times we got there. Yeah, I think he's right about that. It ultimately matters what you do on the field, uh, no matter what people think you're doing. If you win, you're credible. If you don't, right, you are not. But uh, a positive, uh, no question about that. What kind of impact it has remains to be seen. Uh, Penguins aren't going to be getting Michael Grabner. He gets traded from the Rangers, but to New Jersey for defense prospect Igor Rykov and a second-round pick. So no Grabner uh, coming to the Pens, but they might be getting Patrick Hornquist back sooner rather than later. Here's Mike Sullivan yesterday. Well, he had a full practice today. Um, we'll see how he responds to the practice, but uh, certainly uh, all signs are looking positive at this point. Uh, we thought he looked good in the practice. He he felt good in the practice. We'll uh, we'll take it day to day, but uh, certainly we're we're excited with the progress that he's made. Hornquist has missed the last eight games with a lower body injury. Lower body. Penguins are sixteen four and one in their last twenty one, heading into tonight's game at Carolina. They're at Florida tomorrow night. And uh, Mike Sullivan also addressing yesterday the gold medal game victory by the Team USA women's team over Canada. Well, I was thrilled for them. You know, we're, you know, as, as an American, we're, we're proud of them. They're, uh, they're really good players. They work extremely hard uh, for the opportunity to, to compete in the Olympics. And, uh, and you know, they're a really good team. And so uh, that's, that's a huge accomplishment, and they should be proud. We're certainly proud of them. Caps lost last night. The Flyers won, and the Devils lost. So the Metro shakes down as follows. Washington's in first place with 75 points. Pittsburgh has 74, Philadelphia has 74, and New Jersey has 70. All four of those teams have played 61 games. Penguins have 35 uh, regulation wins to the Flyers, 32. You know, they both have 74 points. It's going to be a sprint to the finish in the old Metropolitan Division. That's sports. Thanks, Mike. Val, top of the hour. What do you got? Uh, there is a vibrator in development that will order a pizza for you. There's when a you're vibrator done. on development that will order pie. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome Clark's remix. <laughs> That's coming up. Sean oh Collier, God, when we return. Just hit the post again. New, uh, new flick out this weekend. Annihilation. And also Mute is a Netflix original that you might be able to stream in this wet weather we're expecting all weekend long. And don't go anywhere. It's going to be flooded. we got movies at home now. All right. We'll talk about that when we come back. Sean Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine is here reviewing movies that are out this weekend. Um, we were just trying to talk about Black Panther without Bill hearing anything because Bill hasn't seen it yeah. yet. Thanks, but, guys. Not allowed. Yeah, but we weren't even saying anything about I know, the plot. It but was I, ju- you know, don't want to hear somebody talk about it. Now, my mom's the same way. You can't be like, it was good. And she's like, ah, now I know it's good. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, like some people like to go in totally blind. Like I remember yeah. my sister went to see Saving Private Ryan and didn't know it was a war movie. <laughs> I was like, you can't go in that clueless. You just thought it was a movie about a shy guy she named like, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I got very you, private. <laughs> I knew nothing about Shape of Water, and other than you know, people had talked about it being good and and, and beautiful and all this stuff, and uh, but uh, some people found it hard to follow. So I'm like, okay, let's see what this is about. And right away, I'm like, I had no idea this is See, I had incredible expectations because all I heard about it was there's, you know, this woman that bones a fish man. So the whole time I'm going into it, I'm like, all right. Sean Fishman. 
when when's this gonna happen and then right away like she was uh having a little treat with herself in the tub and i was like I know. Whoa, this like, is aggressive yeah it was there was way more sexual content Whoa. than i expected i gotta tell you i didn't the first time i saw that movie i just thought she was getting in the tub i didn't even know that she was giving herself a how, uh, how do was, you do a little how you doing uh, over? a little what for she had some dirt on her knee that she was really trying to get off <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't i don't know i guess i didn't pay attention yeah i gotta get that yeah, she's reaching down to find the soap. It's <laughs> <laughs> having trouble finding it. She had an itch. Uh, what do she you knew got? it was in one area specifically, <laughs> and just couldn't. You know how when you try to grab a soap underwater, you can't. I figured it's one of those, you know, those little tacky uh, things to uh, give you grip in the tub. It was just yeah. coming up, and she was just oh, trying yeah. to <laughs> scrape it off of there. What do you got now? She's doing some grouting. <laughs> what do you uh, got there? Huh? <laughs> What's happening now? Well, on that note, <laughs> there's no transition out of... This is one of those weeks uh, where I, I'm not going to be as objective as I might, because we're dealing with a couple weird, freaky sci-fi movies, and that's kind of my thing. I know that's not for everybody, but if you give me like a dystopian future and things going badly... I'm on board. Like, if you show me a movie set in an impossibly large and inexplicably dirty city, like 40 years from now, and everybody is wearing something that glows for no good reason, and like Edward James Olmos is there, <laughs> and there are giant billboards with Chinese letters, and the billboards are singing, and the protagonist is always walking around in the rain past cigarette-smoking goons, while little drone cars fly just overhead and make that that noise, and someone's always punching a robot or sleeping with a robot or punching a robot it's sleeping with. I'm on board for that movie. If you make a movie called Fighting Sex Robots That Are Always Sad in the Rain, I'm probably going to call that movie the best film of the year. Yeah, like that. That's the robot. That's the noise the robot. The big release this week... I thought that was week, like the, the dystopian helicopter noise. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a hover. It's what it... The big release this week is not exactly that, but it does my favorite thing. It's a sci-fi movie that goes so damn crazy by the end that half of the audience starts muttering under their breath about how it doesn't make sense. Then I'm really like happy. those cars and helicopters. They sound like the helicopters. <laughs> this is uh, Annihilation with Natalie Portman. This is from uh, the director is Alex Garland. He's the guy who did Ex Machina. And the story, there's this weird shimmery place around a lighthouse and the government keeps sending people in and the people don't come back. So, of course, they're ready to just send another team in because in future dystopia movies, we just keep throwing warm bodies at the problem, just like the pirates outfield. In any case, the cast is great. Natalie Portman is as good as she's ever been, and she has an Oscar, oh, wow. so that's really good. Jennifer Jason Lee is fantastic. I love her. Tessa Thompson, who you knew from Creed, she was the love interest in Creed, and she was in the last Thor movie. She's Can you great. Take me no, no, not no, different. Not, not, not that, not Creed, that Creed at all. No. And Gina Rodriguez, she's Jane the Virgin. You know that sitcom Jane the Virgin? Yeah. In this one, she's like a crazy ass-kicking soldier, and she nails it. It's fantastic. Jane the ass-kicking soldier. Yes, exactly. There's a few little choices here and there I don't Jane. like. Uh, and don't get me wrong. There are people who will not have any idea what's going on in this movie. This movie would fail the Gene Collier test, which is what we use at home. Will Dad have any idea what's going on? No, but he won't complain about it either. He's very easygoing. If you like out there sci-fi movies, you are going to love it. I loved it. And if you want to stay home and see a weird sci-fi movie, Netflix is going hard this year with their originals. It's another big budget 
trippy sci-fi movie. It's called Mute. That's today on Netflix. Directed by Duncan Jones, who you may know as David Bowie's son. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. And, and if you're David Bowie's son, making weird, distressing, yet beautiful science fiction movies is pretty much all you can do. You're not going to work at a bank. You're a spider from Mars. This is what you do. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård stars. Alexander uh, Skarsgård. As a guy searching for his missing girlfriend. And, and it's set in, like, the Blade Runner city. I'm not complaining, because that's an excellent setting. But to be clear... It's just Blade Runner. You know the Blade Runner movie that came out last year? That was less Blade Runner than this is Blade Runner. It's really dark. It's depressing. Paul Rudd is here as this completely unlikable villain, which is a turn for him. Um, but if you're a sci-fi fan, it's a good one to see as well. Annihilation is the main course, but Mute will be a good dessert for you. No, so she had an affair and got impregnated. They thought. She thought she was pregnant while she was married with a married man. Murphy Mary. And then and he sent her a baby emoji with a big red X next to it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just think is not, not the right thing to do, no, man. No baby. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Uh, that's a conversation. It's just, it's not a text. Yeah. And that's why that guy had to quit. Now, had he had a conversation with her about it? You'd be like, I never had that I conversation. I never had that conversation. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I taught a kid how to speak Chinese. <laughs> Bob, no, you didn't. <laughs> you're a courted stranger in town. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's a classic album. What is this? I hate this. It's already on the shelves, Bob. <laughs> it's the great. Matt Bronger, still, to, he hates, because it's not his story, so he hates that we play that all the time. It's his buddy's story. It's his buddy's story, but it's his retelling of it that really makes it super funny. Uh, anyways, some kind of animal in the uh, coffee house coming up here. They're going to be performing so awesome, tomorrow night, Get Hip Records on the north side. I have to tell you, I went to that performance space in the record store a couple weeks ago, and Chet Vincent had his record release. Yeah. It's awesome. I've never been over there. I got to get over there. Very cool. If you're a vinyl collector, you need to know about Get Hip Records. Down there on uh, Chateau, in the Chateau, is by that the like, old jail. Okay, is that is that behind the casino? Yep, Bicycle Heaven. Yeah. Uh, okay. What else is down it's there? It's like a neighborhood that you never knew really existed behind the casino. Johnny there. Angel's got his, his place down there. Okay. Yeah, he's got a little store. Buy kitschy stuff. There you go. Bicycle Heaven, Get Hip Records. Yes. Bicycle Heaven is awesome, too. It sure is. But you can't perform there. You, you no. probably could. You probably could. Val, what do you got going on? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. True 11. It's 45 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Mirai Nagasu is apparently not interested in becoming America's next figure skating sweetheart. After her disappointing 10th place finish at the Winter Olympics, she made some controversial comments that... I'll make her sound a little bit like a sore loser. First, she took credit for the U.S. bronze in the team figure skating event, saying, quote, I saved the team event with Adam and the Shibutanis. We did save the bronze. We were behind Italy for a good little bit. 
Uh, actually, although the competition did get close, the U.S. never trailed Italy. Then she suggested her Olympics really were just a reality TV tryout, saying, quote, I'd like to be on Dancing with the Stars because I am a star. I made history here by landing the first triple axel for a U.S. lady at the Olympics, so I think that's a big deal. I hope I get more opportunities to let my personality just shine, end quote. Nagasu is the oldest of the U.S. female skaters at 24. So not sure if she'll. She's 24. A, yeah, not sure if she'll be in the next one or not. No, she's she's right at the cutoff. It's the kids who are still in high school right now who apparently are going That's to fi- lead us into the. Oh my God, there's a 15 year old yeah, win the gold. 15 year old. Yeah, she gamed the system a little bit though because she didn't try any jumps until two minutes in, and that's when they're weighted more heavily. Mm. So the idea is well, you would be strategy. tired from doing so many jumping moves in the first two minutes that any jumping moves you did in the second would be weighted more heavily. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I got an idea. Let's twirl around a little bit. I'm just going to do a little uh, dosey do here <laughs> till the two-minute mark. mark at uh, The two-minute mark. <laughs> she started doing you know, the triple Lindy, and then boom, it's worth like five times as much. I'll tell you who wouldn't approve of that. Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> it did 25-minute mark. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Just, just for like some perspective, she was in fifth grade the last time there was an Olympics. <laughs> Pretty much, she's Crazy. fifteen. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the twenty-four year old chick. Yeah, no. I was like, dude, you're mad. She's young oh. as hell. I thought you were talking about Alexander Skarsgård. Was really thrilled. Uh In fifth grade, uh, <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> math. <laughs> A car thief from our area tried to talk his way out of an arrest by telling police that, well, he was Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) It happened in Georges Township, Fayette County. Deputies were sent to a house after the homeowner phoned at 911 to claim about a disheveled man ringing the doorbell and pounding on the door, refusing to leave. By the time officers arrived, Troy Miller had parked himself in the family car in the driveway and was trying to start it. 46-year-old suspect refused to provide any ID, but kept insisting he Where's was... Where's my identification? Where's my identification? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Actor Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> a claim that was disproved once police searched him and found a driver's license. <laughs> you know what, what my favorite part of that was? He said he was Matthew McConaughey from Dallas Buyers Club. Which really, I mean, if you're going to be a McConaughey, you got to be the McConaughey with AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> that if guy's going to try to pull that off. Did yeah. you see that picture? Yeah, that guy looked like. I'm like, yeah. okay, it's believable. Now he says he's, you know, dazed and confused. Matthew McConaughey. No. Nobody's going to believe him. Not at all. Ghost uh, of Girlfriend's Past. Not mm-mm. a chance. God, is that a horrible, horrible movie? Oh my God! I don't think it's uh, your demographic. They were going. I for. watched it though because I care. <laughs> right. the, no, the people who wrote it had, I think, wrote. What's the bachelor party movie? Zach Galifianakis. Hangover. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same people. Mm. And I was just, I couldn't stop watching it because I was just thinking, like, Hollywood is the weirdest place in the world. You know what I the call the people a- who took this dump on film also made a billion dollars but it might not have been that movie they made some other popular movie if it wasn't that one that was one of the first things i reviewed in here was ghosts of girlfriends past really yeah there was a moment of hesitation after that point it's like oh i gotta go do this every week i don't know this is (laughs) this is a lot of mcconaughey tell me tell me if you guys agree with this but i consider that to be like a saturday mid to late morning movie like if it's on when you wake up raining yeah you're just sitting there you're like 
This is safe. Imagine no. out. This no. isn't any good, but it's not horrible. Read a book. Let's just mind them. Is there yeah, anything sadder, though, read. than the ghost of girlfriend past trope that is constantly like thrown into every flick, like high fidelity and all that, like people like revisiting their girlfriend's past, like some dude just trying to so figure lost, it all out by lost love. Look at all the damage I've caused along the way. Time to check back in. See if I can fix things. And then he's just being told over and over he wasn't emotionally available and he was selfish. And you suck. Yeah, it's just, you know, we know. Uh, yes, it is what? by the Hangover writers. That's, I thought that that was it. But Ghost of Girlfriends Past came first. But why that was, out that of- was the part that blew me away. Like, yeah. how did they ever get work again? Um, four Christmases made a lot of money. It was horrible. Terrible. terrible unwatchable, but it made Vince a lot Vaughn of money. Yeah, Vince Vaughn and Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Or Reese Witherspoon, yeah. Uh, Southern California road rage, road rage incident is turning into an indecent exposure case. Police in Woodland Hills say the argument started at a stoplight and one of the drivers got out of his car at some point in the heated uh, exchange. The man exposed himself to the other driver and Dude, then took off. If you just press ham on somebody's... <laughs> <laughs> like, like that is the funniest it's so, way. It's so like, aggressive. You start walking over and the guy's like locking the doors like, oh my God, I think I'm going to get road rage right now. And then you just go up and you just go, fruit nope. basket right yeah. onto his window. <laughs> oh, that is, yeah, graphic. Uh, just victim- going to get toad raged. Check that out. <laughs> you like that? The victim followed along and called police, but he was told, stop following that guy. Uh, <laughs> the other car was a rental. Investigators are looking into it. The guy's following him with flowers. <laughs> I, I always get super scared now in road rage situations because you just don't know anymore like how crazy everything yeah. is. Like what somebody else has in their car, what they've been through that day, what they're capable of. I've given a, hon- uh, no way. a, a thank you honk, like a toot, and been afraid... They may have misinterpreted that. Yeah. Oops. They're going to follow me. That's why I always do. (laughs) 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 That's why I have an extra clown horn that I I do outside the window. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have an an ooga one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not that crusty that kind of that. That one. (laughs) Yeah. No. That's friendly. An adult toy company has introduced a saucy new idea, a vibrator that can order you a pizza after you heat things up down there. I don't even understand this. Can Soda whipped out a prototype of the device yesterday, which they are calling the Rub Grub. It looks like a standard sex toy, but comes equipped with a switch that acts like an Amazon dash button and uh, will get you to uh, something to satisfy your other appetite after you satisfy your sexual appetite. Dude, is there anything that'll kill your kill the mood more than the thought of Papa John while you're trying to pleasure yourself? Well, the device on, will ladies. only be connected to Domino's at first, but Cam Soda VP Darren Parker predicts other national chains will jump on the product if the demand is there. Domino's, however, claims to know nothing about this. Uh, if you don't climax in 30 minutes, it's free. <laughs> rub grub. I, I just can't. Rub grub. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really, they, they worked backwards from that. They came up with that name and they're like, all right, how do we make this happen? Rub grub. Is that a thing, though? I mean, like, uh, no, masturbating, like the first thing he's like, I wish I had a pizza now. I don't know, but if, if your wife goes to start a bath and... The doorbell rings a couple minutes later with the pie. <laughs> you should maybe go into group therapy. 
Or just couples therapy, really. You don't have to get a whole group. Quincy yeah. Jones is... And if, uh, and if Grubhub shows up with, like, Arby's, you're in a lot of trouble. Or a <laughs> catering menu. Who ordered all the roast beef? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what? Quincy Jeez. Jones is apologizing for the numerous bombshells he dropped in recent interviews. The famed record producer said that after those interviews, his six daughters took him aside for a family intervention to talk about the impact of his comments. Jones made a lot of claims in an interview with Vulture, including that he dated Ivanka Trump over a decade ago and that Michael Jackson stole a lot of the music he performed. He also said he knows who killed Kennedy, but maybe we shouldn't talk about that, he said. Uh, and he can't get billionaire Elon Musk to stop trying to get him to go to Burning Man. I mean, it, was this one of the best interviews in the last decade? The uh, 84-year-old now calls I'm the I'm sorry interview, I said Luther Vandross shot JFK. Word vomit and says he's sorry to anyone he offended, but interestingly, he didn't say they weren't true. I'm sorry I said the Beatles started Scientology. I don't even know where that came from. They didn't. Ozzy Osbourne and his family are set to launch a weekly podcast looking back on their hugely successful MTV reality show, The Osbournes. The Osbournes podcast will feature Ozzy, his wife Sharon, and their children Jack and Kelly. It's scheduled to include 13 episodes. Jack, who will serve as the series' de facto host, says fans of the reality series can count on all members of the family to be as unfiltered and candid as they were on television. The podcast premieres March 5th with new episodes dropping every Monday. I'm, I'm going to be tuning in. I just I can't get enough of that family. Got to tell you. Are you you got to watch the... sarcastic? No. You should watch the Jack and Ozzy road trip, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, I got a... What channel is it on? Uh, History Channel. If we're going to revisit families we loved uh, through reality television of the, uh, of the aught decade... Yeah. I want an updated podcast on the Hogan Knows Best. Oh. The Hogan family. Oh, my they Hey, brother, we're estranged. <laughs> <laughs> I put out a sex tape, brother. <laughs> oh, I dropped an N-bomb. Oh, brother, that was bad. <laughs> I think, was did that come out while that show was on? No, it was after. Because the, the, yeah. there was, it wasn't. Well, his oh. kid was in a, a car accident. Yeah, and basically, a really bad one, his son. Yeah. The, the kid, the other guy in the car is paralyzed for life. Yes. And that is not mm -hmm. a good situation at all. But like his wife broke up with him and started dating a super young guy, right? Oh, my wife's banging a pool boy. White oh, hair. Brother. Yep. And he's dating somebody that uh, kind of looks like her. His wife, brother. His daughter. They all look alike. They oh, all look the same. I got a little racist brother. <laughs> oh. I'm not racist, brother. It's the whole oh, thing. racist, racist. Brother. Terry Balea does not have a 10-inch penis. What's his last name? Is it Balea? Yes, Terry Balea. Terry Bologna. <laughs> no, Hulk has a Bologna. Terry has a peekaboo hot dog. <laughs> brother. It's it's not that it's small, brother. It's that I'm so big, brother. Quick oh. look at Twitter. It seems that Nick's a DJ now, which is the least surprising thing <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what else? Oh, on the ones and twos, brother. <laughs> oh. Forecast today, rain, possible temperatures near 60, more rain overnight, and temperatures in the 40s. It is 44 at DV. I want to hear Hulk Hogan give confession in the Catholic Church. Forgive me, brother, father, father, brother, father, 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 father,
Oh, I dropped oh. the N-bomb, brother. Father, father, brother. <laughs> oh, I said bad things about somebody's mother, brother, why, why father, all, father, mother, all brother. All of his senses run into another. <laughs> oh, brother, brother, brother. Oh, brother, brother, brother. Oh, father, brother. <laughs> what do you have to confess, my son? I'll tell you something, mean Gene. I'm not Gene. I'm mm. not Gene. Sorry, brother, father, father. I'd like to see him put out a movie. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, brother, brother. Brother figure, father. I don't care if you think it's funny, Val. We're going to keep doing it. <laughs> Sorry, brother. It's not us that's unfunny, brother. It's it's Terry Belogna. I do think there is an island somewhere where there's a bunch of Hulk Hogan's riding around on segways. <laughs> <laughs> like he came from that island. Like it's some sort of Polynesian mm-hmm. island where everybody looks like Hulk Hogan. Everybody's orange. And they just like move past each other on like walkways while the volcano's surrounded by volcanoes and stuff. And there's a little brother. Every now and then a King Kong Bundy crawls out of the sea no. to drive him back. No, no. Bundy. The women of that island are the Christine Aguileras. Oh, okay. And they just yeah, all ride around. Hey! Yeah, there's orange people. <laughs> it's Orange Panther. <laughs> uh, you done? Yeah, I gave the, the forecast. All right, I don't know. It's Hoklanda. Hokandia. It could happen. I, I saw uh, Black Panther, and it's great, and I liked it a lot. Um. Big applause from the crowd at the end of movies. Mm-hmm. I still, that always blows me away when people clap at the end of movies now. Projectionists need to feel good, too. Yeah, it's just like, we, okay, we're clapping. I did it. <laughs> All right. I, I'm, I'm down with that. Um, in the coffee house, Point Park University stage, Permanis DV coffee house, some kind of animal performing. They are going to be at Get Hip Records tomorrow in the north side with Essential Machine and Black Six. Uh, they'll be in Greensburg at Rabbit Hole Records on March 10th. And playing South by Southwest this year down in Austin this coming March, uh, live right now on the Permani stage. It is some kind of animal. What's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, guys. Good. Anthony, Tim, and Dave making up the band. How did you come up with the name? Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, um, I guess uh, Tony and myself have been writing some material for a couple years, and I just kind of had this. It seemed like um, a bunch of bands uh, essentially had the either lions or bears and essentially just all these band names oh yeah like bear hands and deer tick and so just kind of thought um deer hoof yep we're just some kind of animal so right uh i like that okay good deal so what do you guys uh what do you guys got for us yeah it's uh it's tough to follow the hogan bit there but uh (laughs) but yeah what do you got uh, brother So we got a a new single we're just releasing today. It's called Good Old Days. All right, here they are performing live. You can see them tomorrow night at Get Hip Records on the north side with the Central Machine and Black Six, but performing live on the Permanis DVE Coffeehouse stage right now. It's some kind of animal on DVE. Looks like the good old days again. Been running around my head. Looks like the good old days are dead.
done that sounded awesome awesome. some kind of animal tomorrow night get hip records along with essential machine and black six more from those guys can you can you stick around do another one for us yeah sure check them out on spotify and itunes some kind of animal.com and you can also just go to their facebook page which is skoa band so search them out on facebook as well if you want to learn more dve sports mike pursuta with your sports right now, one minute left in Olympic hockey action. Germany and Canada. Winner goes to the gold medal game, and Germany has a four to three lead. With Go- one, goalies out, one minute seven. Timeout, one oh seven to go. Oh, the goalie out thing really has a more profound effect, I think, on the big ice. I think you can do more with it. I think you can. I like the big ice in general. Oh, who doesn't? Everybody. I, if there was, you know, I, if the NHL. Wouldn't be so afraid of losing the revenue involved with it. It would improve the product greatly. I think we've still seen physical play in these games. Well, there was a physical play in this game that should result in the ouster or the ousting of one of the Canadian hockey team members. But One of their goons. Dude, that's what totally. They, that's what they do when they get in trouble in international play. They goon it up. 
They ju- I mean, this Old-time guy hockey. delivered an elbow, knocked out one of the German players. And I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it was so a It was. God. Brutal. I'm with Randy. They should kick that guy out of the Olympics. He you shouldn't can't be able do to play that in stuff the in the Olympics. Game. I mean, it was a super dirty play that would get him fined in the NHL. If you do that in Olympic, well, you can't get fined. In like the he raised his elbow and launched. <laughs> he just he, he, and just annihilated he that guy's pretty job. Good, yeah. Sports is are brought to you by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Big trade for the Pirates yesterday. They acquire outfielder Corey Dickerson from Tampa Bay. He of the 27 home runs last season and a berth on the American League All-Star team. In exchange, the Pirates get rid of incredibly, profoundly, horrifically disappointing reliever Daniel Hudson. <laughs> How do you feel about him? And uh, minor league prospect Tristan Gray. General Manager Neil Huntington on a conference call last night uh, emphasized that the Bucks gave up a coveted prospect in Gray, and he also addressed how the Dickerson acquisition might impact the Pirates' credibility with their fan base, which right now ain't too high. I don't want to, to, to go unnoticed. I mean, Tristan Gray is a guy that our development people like a lot, um, and Tampa did a very nice job of identifying him and, and uh, uh, making sure that he was a part of the deal. We worked hard uh, to get Tristan out of the deal, and, and Tampa uh, just wouldn't let us. And, and um, So we've given up a quality young player, a quality major league reliever, uh, but in return we feel like we've acquired a quality uh left-handed hitting power outfielder. Neil, Mike Pursuta from DVE. Do you feel like a move such as this is a step toward getting some credibility back with the fan base? Uh, the move for us was, was uh, to add quality to our major league club. Um, we felt like it, it made all the sense in the world for us. Um, we feel like it's made us a better club, a deeper club. Um, that's our focus. Uh, our belief is that as we win games and as we play the game the right way, uh, that will draw our fans back out because they want to cheer a winner, and, and we work uh, very hard and, and every day to, to bring them another winner and, and to get deeper in the postseason than we were able to the first three times we got there. You know, I'd have been disappointed if he had said, see, we are trying. He he gave the only answer you can give. Winning establishes credibility. And people don't think the Pirates are trying, and I think they have every reason to think the Pirates aren't trying, and I don't think... Neil Huntington or Clint Hurdle are the reasons the Pirates aren't trying. So he's doing what he can, uh, and he can't. He knows he can't. He can't win that argument. No, he can't. But I, you know, they put him on there uh, on the conference call, and uh, the baseball beat guys were on it, and they're asking about the nuts and bolts. You know, how's he fit? What's it do to the bench? Who's the bottom of the roster? All that. Um, I think the Pirates, uh, any conversation I'm interested in having with the, with them at present is going to revolve around credibility. And, you know, eventually they'll start playing games and we'll see where they are. Uh, Huntington addressed where they're at right now uh, after the trades of Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole and the acquisition of Corey Dickerson. Well, when we moved the, the two veteran players in, in McCutcheon and Cole, um, one with one year away from free agency, one with two years away from free agency. We acquired six players, four of whom we, we feel will play immediate roles or, or have a legitimate chance to play immediate roles in our major league club and could be here to help us win for three years to come. We added the two prospect outfielders. Uh, in this situation, again, we gave away a, a really interesting prospect infielder, uh, but we've added an outfielder that, that has a chance to have control this year and next, um, but also uh, adds to our existing major league club. Um, so it's, it was quality in the door. 
Um, we gave up two very good players, uh, and, and we feel like we backfilled uh, our major league club because it was our best available return in, in the Cole situation, our best available return in the McCutcheon situation, and now we gave up a little bit uh, to add a, an outfielder back onto our club that's done some damage over the last, really over his career, but especially the last two years. Germany has finished off Canada in the Olympic semifinals 4-3. to three. Got any of that beer hall music? Clark Griswold dance to? We just play the Pit Fight song, which I believe is Deutschland, Deutschland, Uber Alice. That's right. Uh, Germany advances to play the Olympic athletes <laughs> from Russia in the gold medal game on Sunday. The Olympic athletes from Russia took care of the Czech Republic 3 to nothing. Who do, you, who do you like seeing lose more, Mike? Canada or Michigan? Guys from Canada who went to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's a rare bird. I gotta, I, to, to seriously answer your question, Bill, I got to say Canada. It, country is bigger than uh, club to me. And it's more rare. Yeah, and it's just this is so much fun to me, this international stuff. Uh, Olympics, World Championships, World Juniors, what have you. Um, Canada will play the Czech Republic on Saturday for the bronze. <laughs> Enjoy the hell out of that. Uh, the Penguins are playing. Yeah, but it, we didn't even, I mean, we're done. Doesn't matter. Okay. They didn't win. All right. So the world's a better place. Okay. They still get medal. <laughs> that didn't get the gold, Val. They, they, they'll spit on their bronze medal. You see the chick the other night threw, threw away yeah. the silver? Mm-hmm. Who did that? One of the Canadians. They're, they're in it to win it. I, I, I admire them for that. It, they... They have a gold standard. It's gold or bust. She threw away the medal? How, yeah, they gave it to her. She just tossed it. How pissed? Uh, the Olympic Committee has to frown on that, I would think. Took it to Coinstar. <laughs> you know, they're not there to please the Olympic Committee. They're there to win gold. Pens are in Carolina tonight, hopefully to win another road game. Something that uh, they have not done very well this season at... 12, 15, and 3 overall on the road, but during the current 16, 4, and 1 run since January the 2nd, the Pens are 5, 3, and 1 away from PPG Paints Arena. They're also riding a season-long three-game unbeaten streak on the road at 2, 0, and 1. According to Sidney Crosby, that doesn't make them road warriors yet, but they're getting there. It's going to take more than a couple games. I think, uh, you know, with the amount of games that we have left, especially you know, probably a smaller amount on the road. I think that you want to make sure you establish that uh, that mentality of playing a good road game, and we've got to go into different situations. And, you know, thankfully for us, we've been in good situations where we've been up in games, but we haven't been down in as many, and we've given ourselves a better chance that way. But, um, yeah, I think that's, that's always an important part for any team's success is to be good on the road. Crosby, uh... Also mentioned yesterday that he stayed up late to watch that U.S.-Canada women's gold medal game on Wednesday night. Yeah, I did. Um, really good hockey game. And it's too bad it's got to end in a shootout, but um, it was a great game. Was he with Phil the Thrill? I don't think so. They were Watching probably, his sis. Probably on different sides of that one. He didn't like it ended in a shootout. I've really grown to love the shootout, and uh, I, I've... Speaking as a guy who's been to all these Penguin games that lasted forever over the years, the the, the multiple overtime games, uh, it degenerates after a while, and it's just mm-hmm. garbage. Uh, I, I don't like three-on-three three or four-on-four. I, I say have an overtime period, and if you're not done after that, 
play the shootout, and let's find out who wants to win. If you don't want the game ended in a shootout, then do something before it gets to the shootout to decide it. I'll tell you who'd be a good force in the Olympics, Wakanda. You know, if they ever had a Wakandan team. Yeah. The Wakandan bobsled team? <laughs> no, actually. I think they've already done that. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Cool Runnings. I think shootouts are incredibly exciting, too. I just... It, it it boils the game down to its basic element. Don't let element. it get there if you and don't like them. Lamaroo, is that her name? Yeah. Her Deke skills, I mean, she is the mayor of Deke City. She was putting out highlights the whole Olympics. Oh, yeah, she's going to get the Deke. What? Huh? Hmm? And I still think that, you know, we didn't do anything. <laughs> Team USA didn't do anything in Sochi <laughs> memorable. But the T.J. Oshie-Bobrovsky shootout matchup, it's yeah. one of the great moments in, in U.S. hockey history. Agreed. They just kept sending them out there. Beat them four out of six times, and uh, we beat the Russians. That, that's phenomenal stuff. It's exciting. And, hey, you can either score or their guy can stop you or yeah. their woman can stop you. Right. Uh, that's that's what the game comes down to, right? One more from Some Kind of Animal in the Coffee House. When we come. TV morning show. Some Kind of Animal in the Coffee House. Point Park University stage in the Permanis DVE Coffee House. They'll be performing tomorrow night. Get Hip Records on the north side, which is an awesome place. You should check it out. Central Machine, Black Six, also on the bill. And what do you guys got for us here? Yeah, we got a real uh, uplifting number for this beautiful morning here. So uh, it's a new song called Dead Man Walking. All right. Uh, was that like, uh, were you being facetious? or uh, That was sarcasm. Sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. Here they are. Anthony, Tim, and Dave make up the band Some Kind of Animal. Here they are on the Point Park University stage in the Permanis DVE Coffee House, Some Kind of Animal on DVE.
Nicely done. Some kind of animal here on the DB Coffee House tomorrow. Check them out at Get Hip Records. Nicely done, fellas. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. They're going to be playing with North Side on the North Side with the Central Machine and Black Six. So check it out. Sounded great. Some kind of animal.com if you want to learn more about the band. Uh, on the way next week, more stuff. And hopefully, I'll be uh, dried off from tomorrow's polar plunge. That's right. The Special Olympics Polar Plunge tomorrow. Heinz Field. Uh, now, we had to adapt slightly because of the weather. Called an audible. So the Coast Guard are being wussies and won't let us jump <laughs> in the Floodwaters. incredibly dangerous waters. So we have uh, Pool City to thank. They brought all these huge pools for us to jump into. So you're just going to fill them with ice. So if you signed up for to be one of the record-breaking number of plungers tomorrow. You're going to be diving into icy waters on the banks of the three rivers. It's just you won't be (laughs) diving in the river. 
I love you channeling damage. <laughs> I like that too, yeah. SpecialOlympicsPA.org is where Fellas, to go to what's donate. The poop? Fellas, watch the poop. DV.com under events calendar. You can sign up for the uh, iHeartRadio team with me, Bob, Bob McLaughlin, and Scottro from KISS. And you guys do a tremendous job every year. Uh, really do. Uh, well, this is all uh, Jessica DeVito and everyone at Special Chief Olympics. Schubert? Yeah, Chief Schubert, man. Dude's got He's a lot a going on, and he still, I mean, it's unbelievable how much work he does with Special and Olympics. And he just stays in the water the whole day. I was asking him about that. He's a mutant. And I'm going to see you tonight at Sean Casey's charity That's event. right. And it's sold out. But if you still want to support it, you can go to handbid.com, search Miracle Bash, and there's over 157 items that you can bid on some really, really cool stuff. Yeah, I was on there last night. There are there are some incredible items. At good deals. Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah. I think the bidding he said will end around like 10, 10 o'clock tonight. 10 o'clock tonight. Yeah. yeah. Sean Collier, thanks to you, uh, Annihilation and Mute, out this weekend. And what do you got going on? Uh, this evening, I'll be back at Row House Cinema, kickoff week two of the Harry Potter Film and Cultural Festival. Tomorrow night at Salvatore's on Curry Hollow Road for an 8 p.m. comedy show. You can find the info on that on my Twitter, at Sean Collier PGH. Uh, thanks to Alex for filling in uh, as producer today. Good job, Alex. Great job, buddy. So, nice job, buddy. Yeah. And uh, Monday, we're back in full force. Yeah, Are the hopefully. Olympics over this weekend? Sunday is a closing ceremonies. Oh. Gold medal game Sunday. Mm. Good stuff. Russia's playing in it. Germany's playing in it. That's it. Canada's is Russia playing in it? playing in it, or is it the Olympic athletes of Russia? Friends yeah. of people we know from Russia. From Russia. The Soviets. <laughs> I like the one of the Soviets. It seemed more bot-like. Yeah. Russia against Germany. You know, these two countries really don't like each other. <laughs> There's a long history between the two. Oh, so I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.